0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Team Podcast. This is episode seven. I am your host, Jake Schultz, joined as always to my left, Zolfi Shake. Oh, your mic is not on. Should probably turn that. What about now? What's up? What's up? There we go. That sounds good. I'm a rookie today. Spencer Claus. Episode seven, boys. And Daniel Ramos. What up? How's it going, everyone? You got, yourself, you got your mic on, Zelfi? We're good? We, we I don't think I'm doing to... good
1: now. Okay. We're, we're
2: rolling. Oh, your life's not
1: working.
0: It's a nice Thursday today. Uh, it's looking kind of dark Oh, out there, guys. Oh,
1: come on. All right. That's what we're starting you know, with? It's right. looking
0: a little dark Oh, And if anyone hasn't heard Under the Rock, because we kind of haven't talked about it yet, because, you know, the finals ended, probably should put yeah. some emphasis on that part. That'll get a
1: little precedence over this.
0: The Raptors are no longer coachless. They have hired Darko Ryakovich as their coach. He is a former assistant to the Memphis Grizzlies. That was the last place he was at. Coached since the age of 16. And the four of us had the privilege of being at that press on Tuesday. It was a gorgeous day out in Scotiabank Arena, outside at Jurassic Park. They introduced Ryakovich to everyone. Didn't formally announce that it was him, even though Woj came out and said it was him until 15 minutes before and then they threw it up and I was like hey it's Ryakovich um before we get into like our general thoughts on what we think of the hiring and everything like that there's a couple clips here that I want to play from the press conference that I think is worth playing so we'll just start off with these clips first this is Ryakovich and Masai Ujiri at the press conference on Tuesday official unveiling of him as the new and 10th head coach of the Toronto Raptors
1: the day I started coaching uh, for me the biggest thing that I enjoyed is seeing players get better players improve you know you're gonna win games you're gonna lose games uh, definitely we want to win every every single game every single night but say, seeing the team grow seeing the players grow seeing a, a people in whole organization grow is something that always uh, was my uh, biggest award and that's how i operate i'm trying uh, to wake up every single day with that, that on my mind how can i help how can i serve how can i improve uh, everybody in the organization
0: ryakovich as well said that messiah and the front office believe in unity was a big reason as to why he came to the raptors said he was blown away by the organization and how they was run He said he also wants to focus on the whole team, that he's not just a one-guy type of coach. His overall philosophy is that he wants his guys to know that he loves them and that he believes in them. and He loves the way that this roster is currently built, and he thinks that that shared vision both on and off the course, the court, is crucial for a championship team, as well as Masai closing off that presser by saying that they've changed eras a couple of times, but this is a time to follow. This is a time to support. It is time to win. So since we were all there, first of all, I kind of want to get all you guys' general reactions to the event in general. Because this is, like I precursor to this, this is their 10th hire. Nick Nurse was their previous coach who they fired. And this was a very, like, I haven't seen a, a team really do this unveiling of a coach in front of an arena outside. And just bringing him out there like that. What did you guys think of it?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you said it best, where that it was it was so different than what you normally see a, out of a coaching press conference. Uh, like it, I like I think you go back to the Nick Nurse announcements. and announcement, it was indoors. Kawhi was there uh, at one point after, and that like whole situation because there was so much movement that happened. So Nick Nurse's like press conference was kind of swept under the rug because the Kawhi thing happened right after. But there was this era of fun to it I think is kind of what MLSC and uh, Masai were going for having it outdoors the weather was nice if you were there you knew that uh, there was free ice cream involved we got some some of the best ice cream I have had to be honest uh, and I think it kind of spoke to what Masai was hoping to do with this hire and this team like they want to have a aura of positivity around the team and like Say what you want about Nick Nurse. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league, but he's a hypercritical person as well because he has standards and wants results. And sometimes that, that wears thin on people. So I think since the way that uh, relationship ended, Masai kind of wanted to do a full 180, have it fun, have it be different. I think uh, on the Raptors show, Willu spoke to about how Michael Grange was telling him he doesn't remember this much buzz being around like a press conference and announcement uh, since like the Hito Turgalu uh uh, signing we saw how that went oh, uh but i i think they were smart because doing it outdoors allowed them to have like mlc employees but also fans people just mm-hmm. randomly coming on the street and seeing the buzz and being a part of it like obviously the media isn't going to be in there like clapping because they're mostly supposed to be objective but when Ryakovic came out and then he talked a bit about his like roots in serbia you saw how everyone outside of that media fence was just cheering and supporting the guy immediately like you don't see that out of a press saw conference saw a couple
0: serbian flags there too
1: yeah exactly so i think uh, we'll get into like the actual hiring of Rayakovic itself, but in terms of the event, I think they were clearly intentional
2: about the, it wanting to be like a fun time. Yeah, I thought it was great time. Um, the one thing that I noticed instantly is that Darko, a lot of his answers kind of mimicked what I thought, how I thought Messiah would answer those same questions. So immediately, I could almost see the fit and why Messiah chose him, which was nice. Uh, they didn't really ask the most tough questions in the world. No, understandably. Um, but that's I, Toronto media. Yeah, of course. But I just think from his answers, I could, I could tell almost instantly why Messiah hired him. It just seems like such a good culture person and such a good fit for these young guys on the squad that, uh, it almost makes me think that we might be headed towards a bit of a blow up here, but we'll see.
3: Interesting. Um, I thought it was a great time. It was a very fun environment. Uh, you know, they had all the balloons, and Darko is also just a really has really good energy. Um, he's clearly very happy to be there, um, very grateful for the opportunity, and you know, Masai always, as usual, gave his passion, and uh, It's about Wayne's speech that got everyone hyped. I he guess. always he
1: always tries to rally the troops at the end of any the, like always conference a or anything. He's like, I mean, we want he wasn't to asked
3: any questions the
0: entire time. Not I found a that single bizarre. person yeah. oriented at Masai.
3: But um, on a personal level, it was really cool. That was, like, the first, like, um, you know, event like that that I attended. I mean, I wasn't, like, invited. I was outside the fences. But it was really small. So ah, You were invited. You were right there. What do you mean? I was right there, I guess. But, um, like, you know, we were right beside them because it wasn't, like, really, like, a big, like, uh, whatever venue or anything. Like, the fences were right near them. Uh, and, like, me getting into sports journalism, I followed a lot of, you know, rat- Toronto media. And, like, it was crazy just seeing all of them just situated into one space after all these years of like following like I, like i could have named every person yeah sitting there just like oh i've been following that guy on twitter for years or her i've been listening to her podcast for years like like it's just kind of it was kind of crazy a little bit
1: i think you uh, and i spent like a good like 20 minutes just talking about every single person in there and it was, just so fun. it was we like were like a I, i'll be honest, it. we were fangirling a little uh, bit we were fangirling and really it was because... it was it's awesome because i don't think there's many people that appreciate like media members as celebrities unless Mm -hmm. you're like appreciative of their content and clearly you are so i think that it was again to your point
3: it was super wholesome it was really cool man uh and then obviously top it off free ice cream so yeah yeah, it was a great time really good time yeah i uh i enjoyed it it so daniel's
0: point it felt like very much uh, on a personal level it's like the first big major thing that we've went to like yeah we weren't invited but like we showed up and we like Masai acknowledged us. That's pretty cool. Was so high. Yeah, I got a cool photo of the two of them together. That was cool. It's Blowing uh, up on Twitter. 80, 80 likes, you know. No, wow, big deal. no biggie. Uh, it's, it's a personal record, but... <laughs> no, it was just... It was a really good day. Like, it just felt really... like The culture... Everyone talks about that this Raptors culture was needed a reset. And Masai also kind of acknowledged it. saying Also, he said change is not a bad thing. And this very much is that change. It feels typical to Raptors... A, a hire really out of nowhere. not a, His name wasn't really mentioned. I think it was thrown out once that he was like looked into. Yeah. And then everyone else is going the other ways, Oh, it's going to be Jordy. It's going to be Heat Culture. It's going to be all this. And then, no, it's just some guy from Memphis. But you instantly can tell why they went for this hire. Is because he is seems like just the most yeah. genuine, wholesome individual I've ever yeah. seen in my life. I had like just good vibes the entire time he was talking when he was talking about how he wants his players to love him, how he wants all this. There was the young core was in front of them, except for Scotty that was uh precious. I believe Delano was there. Yeah. Champagne was not Champagne, Champagne's not on the team. Jeff Dowden was camp. the other one. We's so like one more. It felt very much like Ron an Harper. unveiling of this young, new, fresh culture for the Raptors. Now, do I think this is going to lead to a rebuild? Spencer says he thinks so. Retool. Retooling. You think? What, it, what does a retool mean? You think it's the
1: retool vibes? Trade view at Siakam. That's, because, that's all. And that's a rebuild
0: then. Yeah, trading Siakam is a rebuild. That's not a retool.
2: think so? Yes.
1: If you're going that young where you're getting... If you trade Siakam, I have to assume you also think Fred's gone. Yep. Yeah. So then that's a rebuild.
0: Well, the vibes I got... Those
1: are your two oldest guys and your best players.
0: The vibes I got from this was not... A Rebuild, like people were saying, like this is exactly what I thought. What I, I was thinking is this team still wants to win.
1: Well, that's what they're selling you. Keep that in mind. That's what Masai sure. and the dark are trying to sell you on. Is that the truth? We don't know yet.
0: Sure, it's a little early, I guess. The draft is next week, so we'll find out very soon if it is or not. If Siakam gets moved, it will be before the draft. I don't know. I, I think this team is just gonna want to try to compete again. He doesn't seem I, I like the ideas of the. this is a team unity. Everyone gets involved. It's not just one single player because this is the biggest glaring issue we've had with the Raptors for years is that this has been a Fred Van Vliet and a Pascal Siakam run offense. And not necessarily, there's nothing an issue if they're running it. It's the issue of how the style was, of that this was an iso-centric team. Like, the Raptors had the least amount of turnovers out of any team last year because they were just solely focused on running isos. And how many possessions did we see that were dead, empty possessions of Siakam running up the floor, passing to Fred, Fred looking for Shuff. He couldn't get it passing back to Siakam. And then it usually ended with a Fred airball somewhere in there, especially towards the end of games. If this is what they're selling us on, that they want to do a culture reset but is still a retooling and just eliminate that iso and go for more team unity, probably upping Scotty's touches. But sharing the
3: rock, I'm all for it. Well, Darko's the perfect coach for that. I agree. I believe it was with Phoenix where he's credited with running that offense. It was like the early years of Devin Booker. It's 2019-2020. When they averaged the most assists in the league. 12th
1: in offensive rating and around, I believe— uh, they were twentieth and twenty eighth the year before, and like you said, they averaged the most assists in the league that year.
3: Yeah, so that's Darko is credited with running that offense. Um, so like if you, yeah, if we're switching from all this ISO stuff to more team play, which is also like like made for Scotty, that type of play style because Scotty just loves playmaking. Um, Darko is the perfect coach to hire for that, no question. So.
2: I also loved his answer on uh, his defensive strategy. Uh, if we're going to talk about offense, he was talking about limiting paint baskets and then limiting th- corner threes next and then like wing threes. And then ta- it's like, I love that philosophy where you, it doesn't need to be complicated, just take away the good shots and try to make teams take bad shots. So. It's
0: competent basketball. Yeah. This Raptors team has been incompetent for a year offensively. It, it, hearing that is just literally music to my ears. Yeah. I almost shed a tear thinking, oh my God, I'm going to watch a team play good team basketball.
1: Oh, we have to see it first again. I don't want to be the I Debbie. Ble- I don't want to be the Debbie it. Downer. No, I believe but it. Jake's all yeah, in. I believe again, it. I'm.
0: i I'm, I'm, I'm s- glad I'm selling I'm, the ice cream uh, they I sold. I, yeah, I'm glad again.
1: you believe it. But again, like uh, uh to go two years ago, this team completely overachieved around Scotty Barnes, went to the second round of the playoffs, and they were an elite defensive team. And almost the exact same roster came back, and they sucked on defense. And that's completely effort. Yeah. So again, I, I I'm buying it, and I think if the, anyone can rally an effort out of this team, it's a guy with the energy and positivity of Darko but i have to see it as well and my main i guess for lack of a better term concern is that again Masai is trying to sell the idea of this isn't a complete blow up and a rebuild this is a retool we're going to be competitive and his rally cry at the end for getting us to be winners but then everything you hear from darko is about development 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 i want to help players build and grow and learn siakam and if you keep a fred van vliet how much development do they have left? Sure, maybe a little bit, but they're kind of towards their ceilings as players. So if you're talking about developing, you're talking about young, young guys, and young, young guys aren't really winning. They're not going to be competitive in this league, a young, young team. So I see a very, like, there's a bit of a crossroads or a... Uh, I guess a bit of a disconnect between what they're saying in in one regard and what they're saying in another regard so I really need to see some clarity on that and will that come by a trade or a movement or what I don't know maybe it just comes with like you guys are saying that they just go out there and this Raptors team finally starts trying on offense and defense and he gets his offense clicking that could be all it is I'll be honest and that that would be amazing but you're getting very different answers out there and again I don't think the I'm gonna be honest I don't think the direction's any clearer now that Darko's been hired we said a coaching hire would hopefully clear things up and
2: I don't think it has. So, I, I there's a lot of questions still in my mind. I think you're going to have to wait till the draft next week and we might get some answers finally. Maybe. That's Hopefully. True. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, if we're lucky.
3: With messiah going off his history, Messiah has never willingly tanked. The only time we've tanked or Raptors have tanked is uh I there. yeah, I there. Uh the only time the Raptors have tanked is the Tampa season. Right. Yeah, Not by choice.
2: To to your credit,
3: I don't know if that was like a voluntary tank. Exactly. Yeah, like they that put way. a
0: toony under the court. It was good luck, you know? Yeah, yeah so they, they just like, sucked.
3: <laughs> going off the history, like, Masai doesn't want to lose. He wants to keep trying to win. Um, and, like, I get that. But I also understand what you're saying he's like, yeah, there is a crossroads because, like, how much can you develop players if you want to continue winning? That's very hard to do. Like, oftentimes those don't go together. Um, is Darker the answer? I don't know. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Pascal's 29 or 28?
1: 28, I believe, 29. So,
3: like, that's not really, like... He's 29.
1: Is he? Okay.
3: Okay, so he, he's getting, you know, older, but, like, that's still... He's still in his 20s. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, we'll see if Darko's the answer.
1: I, I do want to uh, point out that I really don't want Darko to be seen as a transitional
0: coach. I was just about to say that. that. I agree.
1: That would be very I I don't think upsetting but very disappointing because if you have Darko either through a rebuild or a retool and he doesn't get the the opportunity to learn through it I think that will be a big mistake by this front office because he's shown he has the ability to kind of buy in and help guys grow he's clearly committed to the growth of this young team or the young players on the team rather so not giving him the opportunity to see that through I think would be kind of a wrong move by this front office, and I'm not saying that's what they're thinking, but uh, I just want to hope and stress that it's important that this guy gets the opportunity to make mistakes, learn, and make this team better, because I think that's where this team is at right now.
0: I think it's also important to say that this is the first coach that the Raptors have hired. I know there's only two of them, but not in the Raptors system since Dwayne Casey. So this is a fresh, new perspective on everything. I think if you're setting him up to be like, yeah, he's going to be transitional, uh, you don't necessarily, you can't see his faults and everything. Yeah, you're setting him up to fail immediately right off the bat. I don't think, I didn't buy that from what I was being told on Tuesday. I think they're going to give him a chance, especially when he's talking about developing and how he wants to get that whole unity. I think that's what they're going to do. And maybe, yeah, I did buy into size we're going to win now. He does that every single press conference. Every time. Every time. I love him for it. You know, got to sell the fans on something that they want to buy. But I am just, I'm excited to watch the idea of a team of this team with Scotty Barnes being able to share the rock in the way that Scotty does and make a competent-looking offense is exciting to me, especially with Jakub Pertl coming back, most likely. Sorry, he's not officially back, but I think it's pretty yeah, they expected should be that he was going to be He'll coming be back. back.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm excited. I, I was a little hesitant when I saw the report initially on Saturday, and I was just like, because I didn't really know much about him, but hearing him, seeing his energy, his positivity – that he seems like a player-first coach is exciting me because this team looks like they need that right now. And if they're going to build a culture around his goofiness, which is what I think also we've caught on, is that he's a very goofy guy.
1: He likes to have fun.
0: I like it. And one of my favorite clips from his whole release that they did after was just him talking about coffee. Do you guys want to hear his coffee take?
2: I would love to hear his coffee yes. take. Yes.
0: Because he's apparently an espresso connoisseur.
2: It's on his Twitter bio. Shout out espresso.
0: So we'll find out what he says here
2: claim to be an espresso
0: connoisseur how do you take your espresso
3: very seriously
1: <laughs> man he was so much fun that entire press conference the that. pictures after of him in like the raptors tunnel he looked like a goddamn magician he, he did with his with arms serious on serious the- face but
0: yeah like espresso very seriously yeah, very seriously <laughs> yeah
1: so somebody bring him espresso and you can probably ask him whatever you want so let's remember that in the future if we ever talk to the guy
2: you guys drink coffee I love coffee. Oh, you know oh, I do. Big coffee. I kind of want a
0: coffee right now. I Let's wish go. that we had like assistance or something like that. To just oh, that
1: reminds coffee. me. <laughs> Moss Park Espresso. If anyone knows it or hasn't been, go there. I went there yesterday. My girlfriend Jess has been there before. Some of the best gelato I've had. Also a fantastic oh, I coffee. You, I
2: saw you mucking that. It's got too five yeah. stars on Google.
1: Oh, so good! And the, the, the oh, owner Moss, Moss Park, Park Espresso. It, the owner there is this lovely, just older gentleman. He's retired, so he's just kind of just taking care of the place himself. He was so kind to everyone. I wish I got his name, but yeah, Moss Park Did Espresso. Did you see this
0: on a TikTok? Is that why that you guys? Oh, went? I think
1: I think Jess saw it on the TikTok.
0: That's where I saw um, yeah. this too because TikTok? I'm looking at You're this sticking? right now. <laughs>
1: yeah. See, I like neither of us have TikTok, but people just send us stuff, especially if it's from our like neighborhood. I don't have TikTok
0: My mom sent me this. Yeah. So that's how I know about it. So
1: yeah, Moss Park Espresso. It was such a nice place. Met some people there. We just chatted for a bit about like cameras I think and the stuff. the owner's name is like, like Jim or something like that. I have no idea. I might be. Uh, so if you
0: hear this, Moss Park Espresso, and you want to sponsor us, <laughs> you know, we're always yeah, looking man, for just, people, some people sponsorship. Guy's
1: trying to plug himself. God damn, let me talk about the espresso. <laughs> uh, no, I'm always working, Zolfi, yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah. Back to Darko. <laughs> Back to Darko, but yeah, Moss Park Espresso. Check it out.
2: Yeah, I think building off espresso and Darko, I think that's... <laughs> oh my God, nah, that's you worse You like your mine. espresso Darko? Uh no <laughs> I actually like it with a lot of sugar and milk well not espresso,
3: espresso? Okay. I that's okay. not espresso I was gonna then. say that's a literal coffee. I don't I don't that's do espresso latte. shots
2: I'm not built like that not like Darko I have uh,
3: espresso shot every morning really yeah I'm Italian how so. are you
1: always still
2: late then yeah and
3: how oh, are you oh <laughs> that's better you than see I'm his car blow say. up yeah my car literally was smoking today
1: <laughs> your car needs some espresso then yeah
3: <laughs> exactly. yeah honestly put that in your pretty sure it's the coolant that leaks. sorry sorry I cut you off no that's
2: all good I just wanted to say that I think. Part of the reason why they brought Darko in was so they had options on pass to go. Like I think they could go young, and he's the perfect man for the job, and I think they could keep Siakam and running back, and I still think he'll be good for the job. So I think that was part of Masai's reason for bringing him in was that we can go either direction and be confident that he's the right coach.
0: So I want to kind of go back a little bit. You think trading Siakam is part of a retooling?
2: So that's just my philosophy behind it. If they're trading Siakam and Van Vliet and there's seven guys on the roster that were on the team last year. I, f- I find rebuilding as, like, blowing up the core. I see, like, Scotty and OG as just big as part of the core as Siakam and Fred. So that's why I don't see it as a rebuild, but, I mean, I can see why you use the term. Well, Scotty and
0: OG are also... A lot younger. They
2: are younger, yeah, but it's not like they're rebuilding the whole team. They're just transitioning their focus to Scotty Barnes, which in my mind would be like a retooling, not a rebuild. But well, it, it's, it's, I see
1: retooling as in like you're trying to still be competitive. Yeah, and
2: like, quite honestly, if Fred and Pascal aren't on
1: this team and it's a Scotty and OG centric team, how competitive are you saying this team is? Uh, not
2: very, which is why I see your point. Like, If all you right. want to call it a rebuild, I won't hate on that at all. Like,
1: No, I, I see your point that like you you still have 50% of that core, which to in, in a lot of uh, places would be a retool. Yeah. But I just think with the way this team is set up, that core of uh, OG and Scotty is on such a different path than uh, Pascal and Fred are, yeah. which is why I think if you lose half that core in Pascal and Fred as the vets, it would probably just end up being a rebuild because you would then need to find more players to fit Scotty and OG's timeline to uh, supplement them, and you're getting even younger and even more raw talent and having
2: to develop, and that's where the kind of trend goes. True, and we're probably a lottery team if we do that. So I see your point that it's kind of like a rebuild.
0: To cap out the Raptors talk, let's kind of throw everything in here because there's a lot of stuff that's been going around recently. The main one is that Woj reported that Fred VanVleet has opted out of his... Player option. I caught a lot of buzz. It did catch a lot of buzz. I think it's the main, first big domino of free agency. Yeah, I
1: Woj think. was trying to sell this. He clearly <laughs> wanted that engagement. He was like, oh, you guys need to know. Which Fred opted out, man. I don't
0: think anyone who's a Raptors fan is surprised by that. Maybe some casuals are like, whoa, Fred opted out. Um, but he did say in his article that Van Vliet has not ruled out negotiating a new deal and a Raptors return, but he has become a, one of the most prominent guards in the marketplace. Makes sense. An immediate target for trades who would welcome... Uh, sign-and-trade situations. As well, Bobby Webster was on Sportsnet, the fan, and he did mention Fred Van Vliet about how he wants Fred, Gary, and Yak back, but specifically talked about Fred, saying that he is a leader, he 100% wants him back, wants to focus on shooting, playmaking depth in the backcourt this offseason, and that Fred ticks all those boxes. Initial reactions to everything I just threw at you there?
1: Uh... (sighs) I would say, like again, like you guys mentioned, not really surprising. I think anyone who was caught off guard by this just doesn't understand math because whether Fred was even returning to the Raptors or not, opting out still made the most sense for him. Mm-hmm. Like, even if he comes back to Toronto, he's probably going to get another like 18 to 20 mil over what he would have got in the 22 mil by opting out. So,
0: you think even with the season he had, that he would still be getting more than you would expect? Yeah.
1: Yes, I think minimum thirty. I think is Spencer, it just you because point this.
0: guards are hard to find nowadays, like good, competent point guards.
1: Yes, yeah. he's an elite. He's an elite scorer. I, albeit streaky, and he's an all-star caliber player. He can run an offense. Don't mind. Like for everything that was bad with Fred's season, he was still he can run an offense. Yeah, that, that I don't agree with. If you look at the numbers with him off the floor, it was they were completely trash. Like that's what I mean. Like. The, it, for, and I know why you're saying that Because the eye test makes you think Especially, And I think it, everything comes down to in the final minutes And this is going back to the the struggles that Lowry and DeRozan had It's those final minutes where Fred just shrinks Because I think partly due to the limitations of the size that he's at Because he's a smaller guard But up until those final minutes He can run an offense and get you to that point point. And I think that has been underrated because of the season that he had But if you look at the numbers with him on and off the floor The Raptors did not look the same And they were already pretty bad as it is
0: So say he's back Say that the Raptors do resign him. Do you think some of that changes with Ryakovich in as coach and possibly trying to limit the amount that Fred gets the ball? Because let's be honest, let's not sugarcoat this. Nick Nurse loved Fred Van Vliet, and he let Fred do whatever he wanted to a fault. I love Fred. I love everything this guy stands for. Let's not get that twisted. He is an inspirational player in this league, and he's one of the best undrafted players ever.
1: Biggest Uh, contract by an undrafted player already in his last deal.
0: I think there's a part of me that if he does come back, he, it's going to get flat from Raptors fans because Raptors fans 100%. are like, I'm done with him, that type of thing. I'm slightly intrigued by the idea of him coming back under a new head coach with a new philosophy that will possibly rein him in a bit more. And he looked good with Yaka Pirtle. The two of yeah. them were balling yeah, with each other the see. entire time. So I it's not. It's completely not of the, the questioning to see this guy come back. And I don't know why everyone's so written off that the Raptors want him gone because let's he is a leader. He was the de facto leader yeah. once Lowry left. Siakam is not the typical leader type guy. He's the best player on the team. But Fred fell into that role of a leader. I think that with a new coach, it could be an interesting hypothesis of him coming back.
3: Well, I mean, like, Darko supposedly loves the pick and roll. Uh, and that's, like... Fred is really good at that, especially that with uh, having Pert on the team now. Yep. Like, I think if he comes back, Darko will run that a lot. I don't think that means Fred has the ball less. I do think it means he dishes. I mean, he got seven assists last season per game. Um, a lot of that went up after the trade deadline. Yeah, so he he was averaging like 10, over 10 every single yeah, game. Yeah, that streak.
2: Yeah. And he had like almost 21 game.
3: Yeah, so I, I do think he can run an offense. I don't know if he can run an offense like having like the full load like he did. With the Raptors, pretty much, um, I think if he like if he ended up on a team like, I don't know, like Phoenix per se, like we were are talking about Phoenix. If he ends up on a team like Phoenix, having him as a secondary, like ball handler slash playmaker, is like so valuable, especially because he can play off ball as well. Well, and that's why he was so good
0: with Lowry is that he wasn't playing on ball; he was playing off ball and letting Lowry do a lot of the offensive running. Yeah. I think that would do him well, too.
3: I think that's why a lot of people were disappointed last season because I know there were the expectations. I mean, Scotty's still really young, but there were the expectations that Scotty's going to be handling the ball, and he's going to bring it up. Um, he loves playmaking, so he's going to be passing it around, and Fred's going to play off ball, and that didn't really pan out as we saw. Like They didn't do good at all. Um, so I think that's a lot of where the disappointment came from.
1: There was a lot of disappointment to go around last season. I mean, a
3: lot, but like I know there, there were those expectations that – a lot of people on Twitter are saying, like, Scotty's going to be the ball handler and, and the one to bring up the ball. So,
1: yeah, for sure. But I think, uh, like, to your point, like, since Scotty just clearly didn't have that ability last season, he struggled as a ball handler. That's when you saw the negativity come out of Nick a little bit. Or not the negativity, but like the, the, the critical attitude because he's like I'm here to win games and I'm not going to be worried about trying to let these guys figure it out so Fred go play 45 minutes a game because I need you to carry us and so then Fred gets this and again I'm being an armchair psychologist Fred probably gets this a bit of mentality that like okay that's my job here I have to carry us because no one else is really able to do it and that's not sustainable and you saw him struggle through that because of the offensive load that he had and Siakam had so I think that's where a bit of that came from as well so his value is definitely there, like you said, Dan, as a, a secondary or a tertiary scorer. And uh, the that's the thing. On Toronto, he he honestly just won't be that. He will be looked at to be one of the top guys. And is that the best for him in terms of as a player in this league? Probably not. But cause the, could, would Toronto want to keep him because that's valuable to the team as well? If they're trying to stay competitive, like Masai said, then yes.
0: I think your point's... Your point about minutes is also really valuable in that because he will not be playing the amount of minutes that they will under this ideology that everyone needs to share the ball, everyone needs to be touching the ball, and they want to develop other players. Like Malachi Flynn is going to get his chances next year. I know we think we've seen a lot of Malachi. I don't think we've necessarily seen the most that Malachi can do because every time he played a decent game, Nick Nurse wouldn't play him after that.
1: Like Nick didn't think Malachi was good.
0: So even if the Raptors take Fred back, say that they get a a backup point guard and – Malachi is playing some of the minutes I think that that Fred will look different next year regardless of what happens because he won't be forced to be shoved out there to 42 43 44 minutes a day his knees being shot and I'm not necessarily against like the more I think about it like I'm not necessarily against Fred coming back but if Fred comes back then you already know that the, this team is not going to be tanking anytime soon this team's not retooling they're literally just going to be running it back again with the same people.
2: Yeah, I think I think you guys nailed it pretty much. Like, I think a lot of people forget that Fred really struggled in the half court offense without a big man. But like, that's totally understandable. Like, when a small guard like that who loves pick and roll, like you need to give him a center. Like running that pick and roll with pressure. any good or, point
0: guard needs a good center. Yeah, f- this exactly. is not a lost thing. Like I d- the Raptors just didn't do it for two three years, and they thought nope. Aaron Baines when uh, Alex Len was. Oh, the we're solution. we're not talking
2: about Aaron Baines on this show.
0: <laughs> Aaron Baines got a
3: Scotty Barnes. A <laughs> so. tank commander.
2: Oh man. Well, well, my problem, though, with the Raptors is Freddie and Pascal both were pretty terrible in the last three minutes of the game last year, and there was one player on our team who wasn't terrible, and then, surprisingly, it was Scotty Barnes. He was yeah, one second of the second-year
1: player leading the offense in the final minutes, which is insane.
2: But then who did Nick turn to every game when it was a close game, Freddie or Pascal? Fred. So that was my problem is, like, when are we going to take the statistics into account and, like, try something different? That's, that was my problem with Nick Nurse. I love him as a coach. But he never really made adjustments. It was like he, he he lived and died by the same sword every single game. Every well,
1: game. like I again, I think it's because he just didn't have faith in this roster beyond his vets. Because when Nick came in, that was his M.O. He was an innovator. We saw him in that championship uh, run. He innovated and adjusted all the time. So like he clearly has it in him. But then he saw the roster he was working with and the guys out there. And he was like, I, I can't trust these guys to run an offense efficiently. Are like to get it done at the end of the day, but I know I have my vets here, and I'm gonna give it to them. Like, and I'm gonna, like you said, kind of just die on that sword a little bit. Yeah. So I think that was part of it. Also, going back to Aaron Baines, if you want to talk about him, uh, the one, the two seasons he looked good in Phoenix. Darko Ryakovich was there, so you know, if, hey. you, if if Darko can pull that off, maybe he is a mastermind.
0: I think there's a lot to follow with this team still. Just when we think we have all the answers, a lot more conversation such a comes team. up. Such a We're gonna be following them all off season and the draft is next week. There was some buzz, some reports that the Raptors might want to jump up the board to top three, which kind of goes and counters everything else that we were just saying yeah. there about the retooling, retank. Uh, that's by Fisher, and we'll see what happens. They do have the 13th pick. Yeah. I know that there was a couple people that they were looking at that would they would want to get in that range. Bobby Webster, again, on the fan interview, did say that you'd probably expect a Raptor-type player to be drafted. So. So can't so six, shoot. Can't shoot. So
1: six nine plus can't Someone shoot good on raw. defense.
0: But then there is also another report that said that uh Dick's draft range was around the twelve to thirteen range.
1: Yeah, his name's been coming up a lot lately for the Raptors pick. Yeah, I haven't seen so that. he's a, He
0: is a shooter though, but so that does go against the Raptor type player. But how tall do they he? need? Dick? Yeah. I'm not I'm gonna
2: sure say, I'm gonna say like six five, six six. Let me find out. Six Derek seven here. according
1: to
0: Google. He's go. six seven?
2: we're into
1: tall. google uh, this, boy. Is, he doesn't use this was it's in 2019 2020 so this is a bit of time ago to too
0: he's a high level shooter too which is oh, why yeah. i really like him i would love if the raptors got him too he was he great also on
1: kansas is like a championship caliber player again kansas was a really good team and uh any guy with that kind of experience can bring something to this raptor squad so i think he'll definitely be a name in consideration for that draft pick but uh i'll go back to fred like do you guys think the Raptors are going to bring him back? I guess I'll start with you Jake. Like what's your guess on this? And do you want them to?
0: I think I kind of touched a little bit about what my thought process was on like what I think could happen. I'm I'm so sold on t- torn on this, not sold on it because like I said Fred is just so inspirational, and I always just keep getting memories of him in the 2019 championship Whoa. round. Locking up stats. Locking up KD, that one game, <laughs> even though he was getting torched <laughs> yeah, like, on. But more the, like one the, possession. The, t- yeah, yeah. That, the, the two of them staring each other down, and just the shot after shot, him screaming, the blood down the face. and oh, I, that picture's so
3: cool, man.
0: I know what Fred can do, and I think last year soured me on a lot of what I loved about Fred because he just became this player that I didn't really necessarily recognize anymore. So I think it's easy for people to sit back here and be like, get him off the team. Enough is enough. But I think with a different philosophy, with a different head coach, the contract's going to be a lot. It's going to be expensive. I do love watching Siakam play. If they keep Fred, they're keeping Siakam. I don't know. I'm Brother, get to the point. Are you
1: keeping (laughs) him or not? What's going on? Do you want Fred to stay? Selfie's on smoke. No, nah, I'm just like, he, he's <laughs> giving me every scenario. In you the just thing. don't
0: like when I just...
1: Uh, you had your soliloquy of the day. Now, come on. <laughs> do you want Fred to stay or not?
0: No, I don't. No? no After don't. all the things you After just said? After all of that, no, I don't no. want it. I'm okay with them looking for a different point guard and trying to do a different direction,
3: but I do want Siakam to stay.
1: Nah, fair enough, Dan. I, uh, I'm
3: going to say what I... Th- Think is gonna happen and what I want to happen sure so number one the Sixers according to Jake Fisher are apparently not pursuing Fred anymore surprising weird so that takes him out of the running uh, I know they're kind of hard to pull off but I would love a sign and trade with the Orlando Magic and we get back some sort of guard or something uh, from them because they have so many on their team uh, I don't think it'll be Markel Fultz, but I really like Fultz's game, so if it could be him, that would be really cool. Um, I don't think Fultz is going in. I don't think he's going no, anywhere. No, he's so
2: valuable, weirdly.
3: Man, he's he's such an interesting player, um, especially under a guy like Darko. Could be really cool to see. But um, I think they're going to re-sign him, and I actually do think he's going to be running it back with the Raptors this season. Um, do I want that? No, I'd actually like to move to a, uh, a younger point guard uh, also his knee is very worrying to me it seems to be injured like every season That's why I'd like to go to a younger point guard um, But yeah, so if we're up to me, he's going to the Atlanta magic. We're getting him You know some assets back in a signing trade, uh, but I, I I think he's gonna sign back with the Raptors
0: going off your magic point Eric Pincus did say that they want to keep Fultz and Possibly stretching Isaac's contract as well the one that they would be willing to move would be Cole Anthony.
3: Okay, I I mean he's an, he's a fun player. He's fun. He he, he has like moments <laughs> that are fun. Fun is not necessarily. Yeah, a... that doesn't mean we're he interested has flaws. in him. He's fun to watch. Yeah, he definitely has some flaws, but he's like a good locker room guy for sure. He's also still really young. He's He'd, 23. And he's really young, exactly. So, that would be interesting, but obviously you can't just be that. What's his contract? Like probably not even like 8 mil or something like that. Yeah, I think, no, I, I I think the main thing deal. if
1: they move Cole Anthony for Fred is that the Magic are hungry to compete. Paolo has shown that he can be I agree. a star player in this league one day.
0: Nothing about that sentence, just out of your mouth, makes any sense in my Paolo brain. Paolo is
2: a stud.
1: Man.
0: Paolo's so good. No, I know. I mean about the Magic wanting to compete. <laughs> yeah, like that. It, just, it doesn't, logistically, my brain well, it's just because they've
1: been bad for so long, but if you have a young guy like that on a cheap contract, and then you bring in a guy like Fred, you're telling me they can't make the play-in at least?
3: Dude, that's what I'm saying. That's why they've well, been so... Exactly. the Raptors so... made the this exactly. year, yeah. That's you have Paolo, Wendell, Carter.
1: You get if you finally get Jonathan Isaac as a healthy got Jalen player. Jalen Suggs still. Jalen Sugg's still there. And you Frond add Fred Wagner, to the mix. Got like, Bulbul. I didn't even I forgot to mention Franz. This team is talented. They're just not put together as like a collective yet. You agree. have Paolo and Franz, you add Fred. Like if you don't think that is at least a play in team, then you're not paying attention.
3: I also think yeah. a lot of people underrate how much teams value uh, Fred's leadership skills and that's like so that would be so important for a team like Orlando who's extremely young. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas I don't Kansas think they necessarily do
0: because he's been taken like Fred specifically doesn't he work with CJ with the player yeah, association yeah. as well? Yeah. So, I think players know how valuable he is.
3: Man- management, sure, yeah, maybe. Sure.
0: But I think any player would go to bat with Fred Van Vliet and wanting to get him on their team because he yeah, has 100%. That, that leadership value. So I think
3: that plays into the same sentiment, though, is that he's a leader. Yeah. And people want that on their team. Do you want to hear some magic news? Sure. Just a
0: fun little thing. They did wave a player recently. His name is Jay Scrub. Jay Scrub?
2: Jay Scrub,
0: Jay Scrub. Jay Scrub got Canadian? waved. No, that, that Thomas and,
2: Phil Scrub, ca- <sighs> Thomas and Scrub. Phil Scrub are Canadian. Thomas they're Canadian legends. They're back in the sea yeah. bill, by the way. He signed a two-way Carlton contract
0: in, in March and was waived in June. So, wow, See, gorgeous career for Jay Scrub there. Just wanted—I thought his name was. And hey, man, Jay keep grinding, track,
1: <laughs> Remember what Giannis said? Oh uh, my
3: goodness, oh, go. when is this getting old? It's, it's epi- never going to get old. Tell me, it's
1: not no. a
2: great thing to like live life by.
3: Yes, I thought it was a great speech. I
2: just wanted to say one more thing about Fred too.
0: We also haven't gone around everyone. Everyone hasn't said who what they think yet. You go first,
2: and this will, this will be part of it. Okay, um, I like Fred. I just there's too many unknowns. I there's one play from last season that sticks in my head so much. I can't even remember what game it was, but it's at the end of the game. Scotty had the ball at the top of the arc, and Fred pretty much walked over to him and like clapped his hands and pretty much like give me the ball. Scotty didn't even look at him. So, like, that makes me think there's yeah, some kind of chemistry issue. Scott didn't even, like, wave him off to get it, let him get in, like, a position to catch and shoot or something. He literally let him sit beside him. I sewed it up and missed the shot. So, like, I feel like there's some kind of chemistry issues. If there's not, then I would love to have Fred back. But I also don't want to pay him $35 million or, like, if we're getting him for Probably 30 mil. If we're getting him for 30 mil, but, like, again, if it's, like, 30 mil four years, like, that's a lot of cap to tie in to someone who is going to be 33 by the end of their contract. Like... I don't know. I'm very torn. Especially with his knees already being shot. I'm very torn. Like I love him as a player. I just don't know if it makes sense for us to re-sign him.
0: So that's a no for you?
2: It's going to have to be a no. It's
0: a no. Okay, that's yeah. two no's and yeah. one yes.
2: The reason why I asked this question is because we
1: all went on about all this stuff about Fred and how much value he has, and all of us were willing to let him go. I think that's just speaks to, that just speaks to where this team is at and what we've kind of felt as fans watching them. And Fred is part of like this old era like Masai has talked about. And I unfortunately don't think he's part of the new era because him and Pascal as the leaders of this team, there's a limitation. They're capped at a certain point, and I think we've seen that cap. And I've said this before off the podcast, I think small guards just aren't going to be a thing for very long in the NBA anymore. I think there's too many limitations to Fred's ability to attack inside unless you're like generationally good like Again, Kyle Lowry made a career out of it, but again, he was limited very heavily in the playoffs. And then it took historically great players to join him in, Jimmy Butler or Kawhi Leonard in the championship run to help unlock a guy like Kyle to have the space to operate effectively. But you saw it being a smaller guard, like what happened. So I I don't think the Raptors, I'm going to be quite honest, I don't think they should bring him back. Will they? There's, there's obviously an outside shot that they will. But I don't think they should bring him back because they need to look at a taller, more dynamic guard to lead their backcourt. And um, it sucks just Fred. Fred was awesome, and he is part of the championship uh, uh, core. Like you said, Jake, he's a very special, inspirational player as an undrafted guy. But I'd say, Fred, go be a secondary or tertiary uh, ball handler and playmaker on a championship-level team where, where you're also probably going to get paid.
2: Yeah, it just feels like it makes so much more sense for a team like Phoenix or... Philly to offer him that contract than it does for the Raptors. So I still think it carries that value but like you said, I just don't think it applies to the Raptors right now.
3: Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like how much does it make sense for a team? You know, competing teams, it makes sense. A lot with of Ra- sense. Yeah, with Raptors, it doesn't really make sense. And
1: like, it's funny because like, it actually makes sense for competing teams and teams that are like truly on the cusp, like you said in Orlando Magic. They are a team that are on the cusp. If you added Fred Van Vliet to the OKC Thunder, like on the cusp, like he would fit. The only place he doesn't fit right now is a middling team, which is where the Toronto Raptors are at, unfortunately. So it sucks, but like, yeah, he's just not the right fit for a squad like this. But he's a fit in so many other places. So cashing on that value, of the sign
2: and trade while you can. Well, if he does, if he did sign for the Raptors, let's say four years, hundred thirty, or uh, four years, hundred twenty million, thirty a year. Then we have to sign Siakam next year if we keep Siakam. So then, are we trading Siakam and keeping Fred? No, because then we have to sign Scotty. No, no, no. I
0: don't think there's a a contract. I I cannot see that ever happening. If they keep Fred and trade trade Pascal, like what would this team even look like? That's your best player. You're expecting Scotty off the hop to be this this transcendent player. If you're keeping Fred, but then you're just trading away Pascal, I don't like that at all. Especially if you're trading for like Scoot Henderson. Or Brandon Miller. I, I, it the only the only thing I could it see, sense, like, right.
1: the only thing I could see is like they signed Fred and then trade him at like the deadline following that, or that's, something that's like, like that. That's actually
3: what I like. That could happen. when I said like we sign him back. Like I was thinking he gets traded like the same season. Yeah, so. but like
1: Masai also isn't like super known for making like mid season trades other than the championship run when yeah. he got us all yeah. and then. He followed that up with the Thad trade. But, like, outside of those two, he hasn't really made many midseason trades. So it's not also his M.O., really. So I Yeah, that's a, that's
3: a valid
0: point. Definitely. One last Raptors bit. The one that we haven't Nate brought in his name up yet. Gary Trent Jr. is still not decided on his player contract yet. I believe he has until the 28th. Last time I checked was the date. Are we expecting to hear some news from him before the draft? Yes or no?
2: Do you have his player option in front of you there? Like what it's worth? I don't. I can play. I, I think 19 million. T- yeah, I was saying How it's much? around 20. 19
0: million. I believe. 19? Oh, that, that sounds familiar. It is six 18.6. So yeah,
2: 19. Yeah, he probably declines that.
0: You think so? You think there's a market uh, I, still I for Gary? I think he might take yeah. it actually. I absolutely can see him taking it and getting yeah, his, both, his value
2: both back. Both options up. seem reasonable to be honest. I just think it's a weak free agent class. So I think that he's going to get yeah, it at true. least 20 over five years somewhere. Gary really. had a very
0: streaky year. So yeah. I for sure could see him pulling in that, taking it, and saying, okay, new coach, take a new direction, see what happens, try to get his value back up again. Because beforehand, he was talked about like crazy that everyone wanted this, and now we don't – I haven't seen anything with really his name popping around here. I think it's expected that he might decline it, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him back as a Raptor again.
2: I always love when a player accepts a player uh, player option. You don't see it very often, so it's exciting. Yeah, you know, when, especially When Otto with, did uh, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was not surprising.
0: <laughs> yeah, poor Otto. That was still the hey man. Make your so money, sad. man. Uh, yeah. He played nine games though. I wanted to see him more. He's supposed to be. Really I
2: mean, good. we're gonna see him more. Well, if we yeah. run it back, maybe he'll be a crucial part of that rotation.
1: Whether we want him to or not, he's going to be. Look at the roster. Like hey, he could be good. Yeah, and Brandy. again, he's what—not t- even two years removed from being a productive player on that Warriors championship team. So, yeah, like, and
2: he still has the the capabilities to be that. It's just that yeah, those injuries kind of. He's playing him. on that bum foot too. Like we can't really take anything he did last year into consideration. Yeah.
3: Also, how old do you guys think he is? Well, Barton. He, no, no, Otto Porter. Porter.
2: He got drafted in why twenty. Yeah. Why did we, you? We, say we did Barton? sign him. To he, fair. I don't know. I don't know why his we name didn't <laughs> have him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I I know. Porter. He got Wait. drafted in 2014, I think. Is it
1: 2014?
2: I think so. He was third overall, was right? Third overall 2014?
3: It's either 2014 or 2013. Uh, third overall 2013. So 2013. So he's 2013. Oh, sorry. So it was the year before Anthony Bennett. He's 30. He's 30. He's 30 yeah. uh, I honestly, when the Raptors first got him, I thought he was like 34. I'm going to be <laughs> honest.
1: No, it's just that he was lost
2: in Washington for all those and years. So you didn't Chicago. Think about that's where he signed the right, deal. Right, right. Yeah.
3: I was so excited for Will Barton to come to the Raptors. Why? I, like,
0: I don't know. Because I he loved be watching really him on the Nuggets. He was so much fun. Yeah, he in the was Nuggets. a great player then, but he's just not that anymore.
3: Honestly, there was one year where he just like basically won me my fantasy league. <laughs> Ever since then, I've been like, I love this guy. So yeah. I was pretty excited to be honest.
0: He had like one game I think for the Raptors where he scored like twenty-one points, and I was like, yeah. Oh my god, it's happening! And then he <laughs> just played two minutes against the Bulls, and I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, some other reports because yeah, draft is next week. Can't have says that enough. Well, next week we'll talk a bit more about the draft, but I think we should go over some of the possible rumors that could possibly have an implication on the draft in general. There's lots of them. Shams tweeted yesterday that Bradley Beal and the Wizards are reportedly in talks to trade him away. They're considering it. considering, but again, thinking about the direction of where. The Wizards want to go, which at the moment there is no direction. So yeah. makes sense. Bradley Beal's stock has fallen a lot in the past year. He was someone always linked to being this guy that can come and just instantly change your offense. And he was not good last year. But I would expect there to be a lot of people still banking on him being that guy. One team in particular, the Miami Heat. Lots of reports of them looking into getting Bradley Beal. What do we think about this?
1: I don't mind the deal. I think Bobby Mark's uh, hypothetical trade I have up here would be the Heat getting Bradley Beal. The Wizards would receive Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and a 2028 20, top 10 protected first. So a first kind of far down the line. Obviously, that's in the favor of the Wizards. And then Duncan Robinson kind of just had to be put back into rotation because of the injuries this team faced. And obviously, Tyler Hero has potential, but you saw like you, you didn't get much of him out of his playoffs, obviously, with that injury. So... I think what you'd get back in terms of Bradley Beal would be the perfect fit for this team. It's more reliable scoring that would end up taking that offensive pressure off Jimmy Butler. Yep, And I think his deficiency as a defender, because I need people to not forget, he's an awful defender. Like, please, not a good he's defender. Really, at all. not a please, good one. Like, at I, all. I think everyone's trying to hype up how good he is offensively, and he is Bradley Beal special offensively. If you look at those Wizards team and those all, everyone on those teams were bad defensively. But there was plays where he would just be standing there watching people just blow by him, and then looking back at the big men behind him being like, what are you doing? Like, no.
3: Do you like, think Bradley, it's an effort thing? Yes, so hundred percent. Do you think spoke could whip him into shape? Well, Bradley, not even be good. Bradley Beal at has be, always
0: had uh, behavioral. There's always well, like, been a, a even, massive thing around him with that. So Spolstra, yeah, I could see it. I yeah, guess he see even on
1: those Wizards teams that were good, like they went to a conference finals. Like he wasn't known as an elite defender by any means. No, could he? Could no. he kind of do his job? Sure. Uh, but I think like to that point, he could be hidden or just like fit well into a team that is good defensively yeah. in the Heat with a guy again, a guy like Jimmy there and Bam kind of leading the way if he does his job enough he'll fit this team really well and he gives them a bit more of what they need which is reliable scoring from somebody outside of jimmy and bam
0: did you know that he aver- his field goal percentage last year was 0.506 and that's a career high
1: he's a good player man he just he's really? had he's, he shot he's, over 50 yeah he's had some injury uh, history though he
0: only played 50 games yeah. in the past, and a half percent in the past two years he's only played 90 games so some injuries could also be played i but think he hasn't played turning-
1: over 60 games in like four years He's Something turning like that. 30
3: That's pretty crazy. in two weeks. So he is getting up there With in With Beal, I'd like to mention uh, his trade clause Kay. because it does really impact where he might go. Uh, so from Windhorst on his podcast, uh, he said because of the no trade clause, he doesn't just get to control where he goes. He gets to decide what he gets traded for. So theoretically, he can—not theoretically—he can reject the framework of a trade if he wanted to, not just where he would go in a trade. So that really puts the Wizards in a tough spot. Why would a team ever do that? Because they're the Wizards. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> they literally—that's
2: like an insane year. clause to put in That's a terrible clause to
3: have. in Give them 50
2: million a year and let them <laughs> figure out all the trades.
3: Like that is wild.
2: You think this guy's Michael Jordan? Jesus. He is friends
3: so with Jimmy, though, isn't he? I I'm not sure but uh
1: I think is it is he from St. Louis as well? I know Jason Tatum is so he's like I think he's boys with Jason Tatum. I have no clue. Because they're both St. Louis guys. How there's from St. Louis?
0: no Well, there's port Celtics are out on Bradley Beal. I saw that because they're more focused to be on Brown, which I think we can all I, expect that's that. Very much I, there's fair. they cannot have the contract flexibility to have Beal, Brown, and Tatum oh, There's not,
3: no not a, chance. But he is from St. Louis, yes. Has Beal come out and like said like destinations that he would be cool with? I think people no. No. I don't think I think since that that Shams
1: report came out, it was that him and the Wizards are currently open and talking about possible scenarios. Because if they choose to go rebuild, which I think they should, then they're basically saying that like yeah, Brad, we're we're going to trade you away. They should go rebuild. They've been in this. They
2: have another player who could take a really big player option this year as well, though. Porzingis, thirty-five million. Yep. Wow,
3: I think he's going to take that.
2: I, I I don't, don't
3: know. know. He's really, really.
2: Like, stock
3: has gone up a lot. Yeah, since
2: that really, really, really Thirty five yeah. mil though. Yeah, but if you, it's other. You could either maybe take one season of thirty five, or let's say five years of thirty. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's he, yeah. was, he, he was snubbed from the All Star, especially a guy games. with his but injury
1: history. Se- like you'd probably want the long term security.
3: Okay, yeah, no, that that's fair. He did because he did have a good season, but shot yeah, five hundred really twenty three point two points per game. Yeah, he was really good. It's really good. Yeah, that's fair.
2: They also have Kuzma that they have to figure out what to do with because he's also like twenty seven now. So, if they're going full rebuild, they got quite a lot of work to do.
0: How much longer does Kuzma have on his contract?
2: Isn't he up for a deal right now? I'm
3: I would just, sure he three. Is he Wizards, I just keep Kuzma for now. Unless I get like an insane package for him.
2: Or did he just get paid? I swear he's up for a deal. Yeah. And do they, do they have any. It's a player option. Oh, there you go. Oh, he has a player option as well? 13 not, million. So he v- is okay. absolutely <laughs> opting out of that. So Kuzma's going to be a free agent. Does Washington have any young players that they could like mortgage their future on. No. no. They have Denny Advia,
1: and they already gave away Rui Hachimura.
2: Okay, so no way. Right.
0: <laughs> they need to rebuild. So it makes sense for them to trade Brad away. I guess it, it wherever Brad wants to go, and he's like, yeah, you guys can take these players, I guess.
2: That's so weird. Why? Imagine he was just super petty, and they have like, a nice deal coming back. He's like, nah. Well, right. no, that's what he'd
1: want to do, because that would he's mean the team that team. he's going to right. doesn't have those players. Oh, true, true. Yeah, well, He doesn't want why, his team to be bad. That's, that's why, why I'd very like to
3: hear point. from him I mean, like Dame's not afraid to say where he'd like to go. I wish Bradley Beal was like, oh, like I don't know, Miami sounds cool. And then we know, like we basically would know. Oh, he's going to Miami because he literally has all veto power on this. Right, he has absolute power.
2: Miami, Miami's apparently got because they're rumored to maybe get Dame as well. So
3: Mm -hmm. weren't they linked to Beal last week last year? I swear.
2: Probably, I feel like Miami's linked to everyone. Yeah. Who wants- Miami everybody will wants a trade. Miami to always
3: wants stars, and they are chasing a star this yeah, offseason, So no taxes. Bradley Beal, are you interested? City. Yeah. Wizards
0: do have Gafford still. I like he, he's Gafford. a good
3: he's a good
1: piece. Maybe Why not, are you making that face? I, that's, you're, you're, he, I he, uh, Spencer asked about pieces they can mortgage yeah. the
3: future on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a great piece. He's mortgage their future piece. on Gafford?
2: I don't know if he like build a team around, around him, but he
0: was so hot towards the end of the season too.
2: And defensively, he's a stud. He's
3: really good. I
2: don't know why you're looking at me like that. Oh, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, man. I, I don't
3: like, think
1: Daniel Gafford's worth mentioning. It's kind of like got yeah, Thomas Bryant. Like, I hear his name. And I'm
3: like, <laughs> eh. He's a good player, though. I'm sorry. He would be Gafford. good on like
2: a winning team. Like You need a, a center to lock lock it down, like a Brooke Lopez role on a winning team. That's Daniel Gafford.
3: I can't wait
0: for Daniel Gafford to show all of you guys from last year. Oh, no, sure. he's, a, he's a good player. I it's love
3: just Daniel Gafford. Like, Daniel
1: Gafford like, would be a good player on a good team.
2: I don't know 10th. No, he averages Come like
1: on. almost
3: two
2: blocks a game. Yeah, what he? are you saying?
3: Well Dude, like, no, but he like, averaged
1: nine points and like six rebounds. What are you talking about? Last to be year? fair to Zolfe,
3: you he guys just say 73%. like what you can build your franchise
2: on. Because he's only okay. Yeah, but
3: you're not going to build your franchise what's his on blocks for Zolfe. That's
2: all I care about.
0: His blocks per game was one point three.
1: That's oh, pretty good. oh, so sick! One point three blocks a game, <laughs> and it,
2: he's per, like per thirty six. That's pretty good. It's very. So good. The reason why
1: he's not playing per thirty six.
2: Uh, I I don't agree with you. You. Bad take. Right, you, you I mortgage mean, your future on Daniel Gafford. That's Let's fine. Let's see how fast Let me, hey, Bobby, Bobby,
0: Bobby, Bobby, hire me. I'm well, a fan. I'll,
2: I'll make your team better. Because I agree with. Imagine Zolfi that he's not like a cornerstone of this franchise. Well, I anything, don't think he's a cornerstone either. I just I think, think he's solid. a good young. I'd like he's to a put it on record that, that
3: Jake thinks Daniel Gafford could be the cornerstone of any franchise. <laughs> that's All not right, right, we're what I said. Out right Jake, after this Jake willing to trade Scotty oh, Barnes Jake just for Daniel for Gafford. Trade up. Says I would trade
2: Daniel Gafford for Steph Curry. Okay, Jake. That's a fair
3: trade.
0: That's a that's a great trade. It's it's a fantastic trade. I don't know what you're talking about. The other one. Before I keep getting roasted for liking sorry. Daniel Gafford for some reason, sorry. sorry guys.
2: I shouldn't say anything. I have the worst takes on the whole pod.
0: So. Marvin Bagley, <laughs> let's go. Uh, Zach Levine, oh, apparently yeah. the Bulls would like to see engage his market and see we, if he's going to be tradable.
2: He another guy who had a I think they had a bad to look year.
0: His market is for sure
2: better than Beal's.
0: Really, you think
1: so? But I, it went
2: down I like think last so. year. Way higher this now. This year, definitely a little bit. Little bit lower. I think
1: Zach Levine's market is better than Beal's. I don't know. He's well, younger. He
3: also seems to be very injury prone. He so is Beal recently too. Beale, yeah, Beal too. That's it's fair. Sucked, but sure. Levine is younger. Levine he, played 77 a... games this year. Yeah, he no, just he wasn't didn't. very good. He no, he
2: just, you just think that he was injured because he honestly- Oh, it's just because he's he been on not, bad teams. He did not play very Shot
0: this year. 0.485, 24.8 points per game. He torched the Raptors in the playing in game. He's still, yeah. it's still Zach Levine. Like, we've seen Zach Levine at his best. Like, we know that Zach Levine is an extremely talented player, basketball really player. player. He's an all
1: star caliber, caliber player, so he's he, good.
0: Uh, what I find interesting is that the Bulls wanting to do that and then build around DeRozan and Vucevic. Feels strange to me. I don't maybe know they, they, feel like I they think they Vucevic, Vucevic is gone. To be well, honest, I mentioned before that Vucevic they want they want to extend Vucevic. They did uh, come out and say that they want Vucevic back. I I wouldn't I wouldn't take Vucevic back. But
2: maybe they just think they can get a good package for Levine and they can't for the other two, so they'll run it back with those two. Well, they know
1: the the recipe of those three guys just doesn't work. Yeah, they need no. To, they, they should have been
0: change. one of the best teams in the league for years now and. What, the Bulls? Yeah, with the addition mm. of DeRozan. The three of I them disagree. should have been extremely yeah. well, good. Well, it wasn't even defender. that. It
1: was, uh, it was Caruso and Lonzo Ball Colby making White's the good. difference. I agree and then the all, but, injuries. Because, they were again, they were the yeah. number one team in the yeah, East yeah, Lonzo, for a bit yeah, of that yeah. season. I think yeah. 20 games in, they were the number one seed. I could be wrong on the exact games. Yeah. But they had the ability to be good. But when guys who are actually good defenders in your Patrick Williams, in your Lonzo, in your Alex Caruso just aren't there – Zach Levine DeMar DeRozan Vucevic don't defend so this team crumbled so and when you lose that uh, efficient scoring out of those leaders as well which because outside of DeRozan really the other two are pretty streaky to be quite honest like that's what you're gonna get you're gonna be a 10 a 9-10 seed
0: yeah where do you think Levine would go if he's traded what team do you think is pulling the trigger on that one
1: any team that would be interested in Bradley Beal. They're, all, they're almost okay, the same so player. They again. make almost the same. But yes. <laughs> like The Heat could make sense. Uh, I honestly would see the
2: Sixers as a yeah, team interested. Get they... Tobias Harris out of there. Or Harding uh, could
0: leave too. Tobias Harris? Yeah. Tobias
1: Harris over, over me? me? <laughs> yeah.
2: That was cute. Because Harding could leave too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then Levine would fit in almost the perfectly. The Rockets
1: are clearly interested in a wing player, and they're linked to Jalen Brown, but they don't get a him. I could see a Bradley Beal. I could see Zach Levine. So any team that's interested in Bradley Beal should also be interested in Zach Levine because they're almost the same guy. What about well, a team like
2: Sacramento for these kind of guys? They feel like they might need one more piece, you know? I don't mind it. Harrison Barnes pair with, is old.
1: Parroth-Wemby?
0: What? Sacramento. King, Sacramento. sorry. Uh, I heard San Antonio. <laughs> oh, no. no. Sacramento. Mm, that one's a bit more interesting because... They have
3: already have Sabonis and, you and have Fox, Fox, and those two guys like being on ball as well. Right. Like Kevin
2: Herter is also a stud, like off ball. So, do you really Herter's want to awesome. take away his minutes? Exactly.
3: Yeah, Harrison
2: Barnes is an unrestricted free agent. I, so honestly, I really
0: like what Sacramento's selling me. I wouldn't really want to change up that core too much. Uh, with Levine too, you're probably going to be giving away a lot of good play- pieces. Yeah. him and I, I don't necessarily think that's a good fit for him yeah
1: you saw like what Jokic and uh Murray accomplished by just kind of building as a core and getting pieces around them so yeah. Sacramento should follow that model
2: I they agree. should they should I just wanted to bring them up because we haven't mentioned them yet so um that is interesting
3: off topic is it possible that Harding goes to the Heat side that a thing oh, please no <laughs> I mean you never know he, he's Hardin. a free agent and the Heat are searching for a star and apparently he doesn't want to stay in Philly I mean, like, I know it's saying, like, oh, yeah, he's going to go back to Houston, but, like... I, I still don't get that. What if he just has a conversation with the Godfather and he's No, I, I could
1: see it. It would be a perfect way for him to not only kind of revitalize a bit of, I guess, image, for lack of a better term, and also he he would fit on that team because he's a great ball handler in terms of running an offense and being a playmaker. He's obviously... He's regressed quite a bit, but he's still a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Would uh, have
3: to be a sign-in trade, though, no? That's what I was just about to look up, actually. Yeah, because yeah. The money would
1: have, have to space. work out, They're, and they probably have to. So get that a, means one of their shooters would be. Gone, like it'd be like it, again, it'd probably Boxsters. be something similar to like Hero and Robinson.
0: Hero is the name I see for sh- like on the trade block. I think that he's probably going to be the main one to move. Yeah, cause
3: of, well, because of the right. money
1: and uh, the talent.
3: Underrated trade piece. Oladipo is probably going to accept his player option. Oh, right? absolutely. He oh, probably oh, He is. He is. He okay, is so that's nine million that you can just trade right there. Yeah. So that's pretty solid. Yeah, even if you buy out Oladipo right after, too. Okay, so
1: uh, really for the Bradley Beal stuff, I know we went over the Heat trade. There's two other trades that Bobby Marks from ESPN posted that I think are interesting, and I'm curious. Just like a yay or nay on like if you guys would do this. Okay. So uh, Beal goes to the 76ers, and the Wizards get back Tobias Harris, Furkan Korkmaz, and then a 2030 top 10 protected first pick. Nay for me.
2: From which side? Uh, The Washington side. If they're trading Beal, they're going to want some more. You don't think uh, Harris, Kirkmahs,
1: and the 2030 first is enough? But also, so they're like, getting
2: one first per they round have no in his leverage. top 10. That's fair. They, do, they don't have any leverage you right. That's the problem. I, I, I say, yeah. I, I think that's a good choice. Sorry, could you repeat that? My so,
3: apologies.
1: Bradley Beal goes to the 76ers. Okay. The Wizards, in return for Beal, get Tobias Harris, Furcon Korkmaz, and then a first round pick that's top 10 protected in 2030. So, seven years from now, what can happen?
0: Man, that's. The Sixers get rid of their disgruntled like, star like... in Corkmas, who's been wanting
2: to <laughs> trade for a while. Disgruntled star, that's how we're describing it? Requested a trade. For me, you'd take off that protection. It's a deal for me. But I, yeah, take off the protection. Yeah, the protection's a little...
3: How many years does Bradley Beal have left on his contract? Oh, He, well, he, yeah, he just he resigned just signed last, I last year. year. Yeah. All, All right. right, so that... Uh, he has a player know.
1: option in 27.
3: I think in the short term, the Wizards lose that trade. I think in the long term, if you build up Tobias Harris's value again by letting him be the main guy for a team that's just really not that good you could trade him away eventually yeah Uh,
1: like if you're a contending team and you want like an additional scorer i could see tobias harris being traded to the contending team for like a late first
3: exactly so i i think in the short term that's like i mean again they have no leverage like literally bradley Beal can be like yep that's the one we're doing and they have they have no choice that's
2: cr- so, <laughs> so crazy.
3: Uh, yeah. But I mean,
1: hypothetically, they could also just keep him there. Like, it, It's not going to happen because that's nowadays the, the league is too player-driven and yeah. Bradley Beal would just – He'll just sit out like, if he doesn't want to play. He'll sit out, and then Adam Silver wouldn't allow that because that's just uh, way too bad of a look for the league. Yeah. Yeah. But the, there's that scenario as well where they could just hold him hostage. But the other trade that I had was – well, not I had. Bobby Marks from ESPN was uh the New York Knicks get Bradley Beal. And in return, the Wizards get Evan Fournier, Mitchell Robinson, Derek Rose. His team option is exercised, obviously, so they can trade him. And then they get a 24 first round pick that was actually originally the Wizards. So they're giving the Wizards back their own first round pick in 2024 and then a twenty-five uh Top fourteen protected pick.
0: Whoa, that's a lot. I yeah. would take I that. that one. Absolutely, yeah. Mitchell Robinson. If you're getting an absolute franchise for him?
3: cornerstone. Whoa, whoa, whoa! They have Daniel Gafford. Him Why would Mitchell Robinson? Twin towers. Daniel Gafford, Gafford, hey, Gafford. Gafford. Daniel Gafford, towers, Daniel Gafford will make the All-Star game next year, Daniel Gafford or right? Mitchell Robinson? Who are you taking? That's not
0: happening.
1: But Twin towers. Daniel Gafford or who? Or Mitchell towers Robinson? Oh. a small forward. Mitchell Robinson, obviously. Oh, so much for Daniel Gafford being that good. All right. yeah
2: I, I would almost argue uh, Daniel Gafford. KCT, Mitch-
0: put the Gafford stuff on Spencer. All right, Mitchell I said one Robinson thing. Mitchell
1: Robinson fouls can- too much. Right, I'm so
2: glad you're not a scout. He fouls fi- <laughs> <he laughs> out of every game. You want Marvin Bagley and Daniel Gafford as your front court of the future. Well, I mean, Mitchell Robinson fouls it. He can't even stay in the game. The so. Raptors should oh, you're hire you're right, but he's still better. <laughs> immediately. We would be fantastic what's the, scouts. I want to ask you guys what's the best ability? In, of, of in what? In what? What's the best ability? In life or Avail- in availability? <laughs> this guy oh, was trying to set up okay. a
1: bar. You're That's right. how you set up that bar.
0: That might yeah, be sorry. worse than anything Bars. else I've said on this podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll be the hot take guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw this one out for you, Spencer. Uh right. Boston maybe Celtics maybe have asked the Pistons about Isaiah Stewart. Damn, yeah. they can't give up that piece, <sighs> man.
2: Stewart's good, man. I don't care. I'll do it for Jalen Brown. Do you want to look
0: at a photo of him just in case you forgot what
2: he looked like? No, I remember what he looked like because I watched <laughs> him torch <laughs> torch the Raptors it's with big, three balls.
3: That's why LeBron I fell in love Stopper. with him, bro. He's, he's I the didn't know this guy Stopper. could hit
2: three so well, all right? I think that's good. Um, oh, there's one. Yeah, there's if, one Mass. Sorry, you go. Finish. If I were the
3: Wizards, I would take the next trade over the other yeah. um, team trade that I forgot the name of 76. 76er. It's a
0: better trade, but I do like the idea of building Tobias Harris up and then trying to see what you can it's get. It's a better short term trade. Yeah. I agree. Uh, One last big rumor that we haven't really talked about yet. Why is Stewart so good? Uh, Zion Williamson, reportedly the Pelicans are looking into the availability of Scoot Henderson Mm. because they really want Scoot, and they want to give up Zion Williamson for him. I think they're willing
1: to give up Zion. I don't know if they want to. The Whoa! Whole Zion drama is crazy
0: right it now It really is Between everyone going with the bus talk on him And The other bus talk <laughs> on him And then the yeah. third bus talk on him right, yeah, And yeah. then now the guy that was supposed to change That franchise forever Reportedly
2: could be On his way out I saw so many different rumors today About him Sacramento was one that was flying around I think it just speaks to The Pelicans
1: wanting stability And wanting consistency And Like, obviously, you don't know that much out of a rookie, but if anything we've seen out of what Scoot is so far is that Scoot Henderson is a super reliable, just loves basketball kind of guy. What he did in G League for the Ignite, is just that he was there, he was competing, and you know you can trust him. And I think, again, we talked about this off uh, camera or off the mic that Zion, the bus talk is absolutely stupid in my mind. He's not a bust, but... Again, like as Spencer tried to drop a bar saying availability <laughs> is the best ability. Uh, Zion just doesn't have that. You can't trust him. So I think they're just looking for that kind of reliability and consistency. So that's why they're, they're I guess, willing to make a move like this. Do I think it happens? Probably not. Uh, Zion's upside is so high. But it's intriguing, and I think there would have to be a really, really good package to involve to make this go down.
0: What if it's the Rockets? That get Zion Williamson for what they're for the number four. Um,
1: they're Not getting scooted. They
2: probably have to give up Jamarius. are just Jamari not gonna Smith get scooped. But just just
0: just humor me for a second. Interesting. James Harden goes to Houston. Mm, they end okay. up trading and getting Zion Williamson. Harden and Williamson with Udoka. It feels like a pretty good start to you trying to get something
3: going on your team yeah. for a competing. Yeah, if so I could just stay healthy, man. That guy, he's not a bust. Okay, let's end that. It's not even a debate. He's not a bust right if now. If you say he's a bust, you don't know ball. Okay, can up. we get, ca-
1: like, let, let's address yeah. it because we actually, part of why we're so adamant about this to peel back to Curtin is we have, like, people close to us who have said that Zion is a bust. And I think that's. Re- repeatedly stu- said it, too. I think it's stupid because, like, again, Dan, we talked about this. He's in his fourth year in the league. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think, oh, shout out Carter, uh, one of our classmates, he was telling me. Zion has played more games through his first four years than Joel Embiid did. Yeah, Mm. Joel Embiid wasn't being called a bust. Joel Embiid played 18 games and was almost rookie of the year. That's the level Zion's at. When he's played, he's averaged over 25 points a game. Zion Williamson has been a two-time All-Star in his first four seasons. A player's physical peak is around the age of 27 to 30. Zion Williamson is about four years away from his peak. So to say he's a bust, I think is just... Asinine. Yeah. Like you just shoot, don't know what you're talking about.
3: Sixty
2: one percent from two point range.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's absurd. Like, he's unreal, dude. Like if he were playing full time, he's the best power forward in the league in my opinion. He um, played
0: twenty nine games last year and made
3: the all star game. Like yeah. <laughs> dude, <laughs> calling
1: like, calling a player a bust just because of injuries, I don't think encapsulates the the argument well enough. Like it, you have to also not have performed and been the kind of guy again, I hate to like rag on the guy, but Kwame Brown the reason why yeah. he was a bust is because he just didn't live up to the hype and that was talent and play-wise, not uh, uh, not with Zion's case because he, when he does play, is just like all NBA level talent. And I guess again, the injuries are gonna play a role into the conversation. But give the due time. It's like you were It's like people, if people wrote off Steph Curry as a bust in his first couple of years, where would we be right now?
0: I find it interesting because that Duke team was like one of the most hyped classes, teams coming out of that to begin with, especially with RJ. And now you have both of them are people throwing out busts left, right, and center. RJ, I think you have a bit more of a... You can speak a bit more, but I also think it's way too early to be calling these guys busts. Like, RJ Barrett has proven that he can be a very good player well, his best in this season, league. 20
1: points a game. No, yeah. but then there's, and
0: then there's Nick fans that want his head because of the way he played in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, he, he takes bad shots and he's not efficient. But he's young. But, yeah, exactly. He's, he's young. a young
0: player. You cannot be going around calling these players busts, right, when they've played in the league for three years. I, like yeah. that That's ridiculous at this point yeah, like, like, if, you're sh- if you're showing you can do something about it Maybe you're not necessarily in the right team Or the right fit Like maybe RJ isn't the best fit on the Knicks Who knows if they trade him And then he immediately becomes someone else Saying Zion Williamson is a bust You do not know what you're talking about This guy is one of the most dominant players in the league When he is healthy His health is a question mark His fitness is a question mark But everything outside of that He
3: is one of the best players in the league At pure dominating yeah. yeah, and, and again, to say like, your bust why, is wrong. Like in okay, so Embiid is one of the best players in the league now, right? MVP. Exactly. So why with Embiid? It was okay. Trust the process, trust the process. Everyone's cool with it. Zion, it's no, he's a bust. He's gone. Listen to their their, um, their stats in their second season, okay? Embiid, twenty two points, uh three point two assists, eleven rebounds. Zion, twenty seven points, three point seven assists, seven point two rebounds. Okay, that's Like, that's insane. How can you call a guy like that a bust? And again, he played more games than Embiid throughout the first four years. He played played 61 games in his second season. I think this plays into a bigger conversation that maybe we don't need to get into right now. But I think, like, the weight stuff, all that kind of, like, narrative around him and all that, Mm -hmm. I think this plays into a bigger conversation about him.
1: Don't get me wrong. He's not doing himself any favors with all the stuff that's going on about him right now, which we don't need to sure, get into. Sure, we're not. Get, yeah. yeah, we won't get yeah, into that. But exactly, we're not going to get into yeah, that. Yeah, like stuff. off the court stuff is different. I, I get what you mean, Dan. Like a bit of just like his uh persona and the memes around him and his weight and yeah. stuff. But to to th- if anything, that should elevate the case that he's not a bus is because while being overweight at times or while not being in shape, he's still been able to dominate. But yeah he does need to get healthy but when he is healthy he's one of the, probably the top 20 players in the league
3: absolutely agree it,
0: it falls in the same flack that they gave luca with his health too everyone's saying oh he's out of shape but then luca backs I think it Z- up too. i think the zion
3: stuff is even worse than what oh Luka by a mile
1: through. but i get what you mean like the yeah, Luca stuff is also stupid like the guy's
2: just not out of shape like, it's just how he plays. Yeah. Like yeah. It is what it well, it's is. Like Yoke, it's like them calling Jokic a fat tub of lard. And...
0: and then he's the best player in the league. it <laughs> <laughs> was very specific. Yeah, that <laughs> was, that's that's really
2: what specific. they called them. That's what, they, that's what it is. they? Who it Tell me who no, they I go no, check
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brought out they. No, because then that was a big comment. I was
2: like, look, this fat tub of lard just dominated your whole
3: team. That's fair. Whoever said that, that's crazy. I'm going to find That's finals MVP, fat tub of lard.
1: You think he's going to get that? I would that? never like, call put put a professional athlete that, bro. Was, no, like, who dude, do I think just I am Literally not that.
3: You made me laugh so
0: hard that I just rammed I the microphone with my oh, hand. It, it was Stephen A., man. Okay, oh, well, of of
1: nah, That was. doesn't Surprise. count. Like, Stephen A. was also commenting on Zion's lower extremities. He doesn't
2: count. <laughs> That's insane. <sighs> what a guy. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> If you just Google it, like, Stephen A's quotes are just wild. Do
0: God. we want to end this podcast looking at the Ringers article that got posted y- a couple days it. ago? Thank it was sure. just updated yesterday, the top 125 players in the NBA. Before we get into every, any anything else, I'll read the top 10, all right? We'll go through the top 10, and then we'll discuss just our general thoughts on A, the top 10, and then what's missing.
2: I have a couple players I want to bring up as well. Sure.
0: So we'll go with the 10 first. Yep. Number 10 is Devin Booker on the Phoenix Suns. Number 9 is Jimmy Butler on the Miami Heat. Number 8 is Kawhi Leonard on the LA Clippers. Number 7, Luka Doncic, Dallas Mavericks. Number 6, Jason Tatum, Boston Celtics. Number 5, Joel Embiid, Philadelphia 76ers. Number 4, Kevin Durant, Phoenix Suns. Number 3, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Milwaukee Bucks. Number 2 is Steph Curry. Golden State Warriors and number one, that fat tub of lard, as Spencer said. <laughs> hey, Stephen A. Smith, Nikola that is not Jokic. my quote. They said, Denver I would Nuggets. never call him that. Said that's my by hero. Stephen A. Smith and Spencer nope. So just that, so that's the top ten. Just outside the top ten is the one-two duo of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. AD is eleven. LeBron is twelve. Um, I have some thoughts on just that top ten alone. Let's hear it. The main one is Kawhi Leonard. Got to get him out of there. I love Kawhi. We all love Kawhi. We're Raptors fans obviously we love the guy. You can't put him in top 10 anymore. He's injured all the time. He's getting older. He's not, I'm sorry, he's not better than LeBron James. Right. You just
2: can't do that. LeBron should not be out of the top 10. It's LeBron. Even Devin Booker over LeBron, like, what are we doing here? Like, I get it, but like, I kind of I don't know if I'm unpopular opinion I I think that one of Kawhi or Devin should be
1: out of the top ten but I don't think it's for LeBron I think I'm going for AD fair enough I'm not going with that 10? either AD yeah is I think too. and I I, I think it, AD is he has the same injury concerns and stuff but
3: that's my biggest concern uh, but so
1: does Kawhi so if I'm taking Kawhi out if anything you can make the case that you bump Devin Booker up and then put Anthony Davis in for Kawhi uh, but I. Th- <sighs> This is going to be so overblown. I think LeBron's last season was overrated. I think LeBron I was uh, decent. Yeah. I think he scored when he needed to. He's obviously turned back the clock. And obviously, I'm saying a 38-year-old performing as well as he did was overrated is it insane because it's no, super but I get, remarkable. I get what you're but saying. He, his, crazy, efficient, his efficiency was god-awful. He was one of the worst shooters in the league. Well, well look what he did during the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. He barely made a three. Uh, and defensively, just non-existent for most of the most of the season. So, in saying that, I think yeah. Anthony Davis from the Lakers deserves to be in the top ten over LeBron James. And again, I'm I'm glad that we're all willing to take somebody out. I hate when people do like top ten lists and be like this guy should be in it, but they're not willing to say a name of somebody that should be taken down or out. So I'm glad that we're all probably agreeing that Kawhi Leonard is the name that should be taken out.
0: There's one other thing here: is that Luka Doncic below Jason Tatum feels off to me. I agree. I don't like that one. I think that Doncic is a better player than Tatum.
2: That's just one of those team biases, though, right? Sure. Dallas misses the playoff. Boston makes the conference finals.
3: I KD also want to ask, do you guys think KD should be top five? As a KD stand,
1: I will say that is a completely fair question.
3: <laughs> Me, I'm uh, a KD yeah. stan, too. I love KD.
2: Like, is is Tatum – like, should we not be moving both Tatum and Doncic up a little bit? KD's That's still top ten. KD is i top, yeah, top, yeah. top uh, ten. But if top if five anything,
0: I would put Embiid over KD right Me now. Me, too. Like, he's the MVP. I, yeah. And like, I'm not the biggest MB. You guys know me. I'm not the biggest we're MVP. We're a Raptors fan. You know what? I a a
1: name that we right. haven't addressed yet. And Unbiased. Again, I am I am Unbiased, yeah. clearly going after all the biggest names here. Steph Curry too.
0: I i I'm fine with it. That
2: caught my eye. I'm okay I with it. I wouldn't put I'm him Who Would
0: you put Giannis over I put Giannis. him? I put Giannis. I, wouldn't, I, don't, I don't hate him. Fair enough. I think that's a team bias thing. I think Steph is just regarded as, like, literally, he's Steph
1: Curry.
3: I get it. I get why, but I'm surprised. Do you guys have your list on you? Do you have a list? Top, top 10, 10 top 5. No. I've got one that's missing on here. That... I, I have a list. I'll read you my top 5, and you guys can roast me if you want. Sure. All, All, right. On, here. All right. Jokic, Giannis, Steph. Is this 1 to two 5? 1 to 5. Okay. Jokic, Giannis, Steph, Luca, and Bede. That's fine.
0: I
1: feel like it's we can't hard to roast. roast. It's five. hard to roast the Thanks, top guys. five. They gave me five more names yeah. on Like, him. you picked yeah, five players that's on 10. this top ten list, so I, I think it's hard to roast. But, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it's kind of, like, all mud- muddied after Jokic and Giannis. Me, too. Like, like it was really
3: players. hard to decide on the top ten because it's, like, especially from like three to like seven or six, they're all like in this same category at this point. I think Joel
1: Embiid is the name that probably moves the most in this list because some people will have him higher coming off that MVP season and you see what he can do. And then a lot of people will also probably have him lower because of what happened in the playoffs and his continued struggles in the postseason. So I could very easily see Joel Embiid as high as three, but I could also see him as low as like nine.
0: So there's one name here that no one's talking about because he's not in the top 10 that I think is asinine that he's not even there. It's Damian Lillard. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's Damian Lillard. Okay, well, I if you're putting know. Dame
1: in there, who are you taking out? Is he better than Devin Booker? Yes. Of course he is. Damian it's, Lillard? Uh, uh, I want to say yes, but Devin Booker I just, just think, had such a good season. Yeah,
0: so I, I just Lillard. think his last couple Lillard, seasons have Lillard's been... been in like the middle of nowhere, and he's just still
3: torching everyone. Yeah, it's he's Dame. an amazing player. He, just, just he had a 70-point
2: game this year. He averaged 32.2 points.
3: Ridiculous.
2: On 37% from three. I it's think, one of yeah, the best also years. Sucked. Yeah,
3: that's the thing too. Like that's, people like, like wow. Devin,
2: like, and he's part of that. You have to say he's part of that. And that's yeah. why I would not move him personally. But I I see your point. Would like, you
0: have Shy Gil Alexander is higher than him? Would you have?
1: Based
2: on just would, last season, yes. I
3: would have Shy. I think <laughs> he was
1: like a top five MVP. Yeah,
3: if we're going last season, absolutely. I love, Sh- I love I love Shy. Is it Shy or Shay It's Shy. Shia, he he's clarified. It's Shy. Oh, man, I've been saying Shay my whole life. Yeah, everyone has. All right, Shy. I'll go through the rest of the top uh, –
0: because everything in the 20 to, like, 10 is, like, that makes sense. But then we'll just pull out some names I think are bad. Yeah, I
2: got some after, after.
0: 11 and 12, I already said, is LeBron in 80 – or, sorry, 80 and LeBron, I should clarify. Shy is at 13. Dame is at 14. Donovan Mitchell at 15. Jamal Murray at 16. De'Aaron Fox at 17. John Morant's at 18. Feels low. James Harden at 19 – Demontis Mont- De Sabonis? That's my
2: first name. At 20?
3: <laughs> yeah. That That's one, my first
2: name. I want to I bring up. Why? Do you, think, do
3: you think he's too high or too low? He's way too high. Too high, man. I'm not way too I don't know, but way too uh, high. But yeah, I, I don't know. Way too high. The next one, two, three, high.
2: four, five, six Our players batters, I would yeah. have over him. Might as well just say them.
0: More. Bam out of bio, Jalen Brown. You'd Trey, Trey have Young, Young over Demontis. Paul Sabonis. George. He's
2: uh, well, probably the one that maybe I wouldn't. Yeah, I probably still
3: do. I know his offense is. Spectacular, but he's the worst defender in the league.
2: Sabonis isn't great at defense either. Yeah, but at it.
3: I don't. Trey Young is just like abysmal at defense.
2: Well, over Siakam, that's a crime. Yeah, yeah Siakam yeah, at twenty-seven yeah, is, is agree, a joke. I agree. It's an absolute. Well, joke. I would take Siakam over Trey Young and Sabonis. So,
3: me too. Jamal
2: and Murray,
0: I would have over Donovan Mitchell. Don't know if that's unpopular or recency that's bias. Right, I would have again. that. Uh, J- Jamal over Donovan.
2: You have to take into account recency I, I bias. Think so. So, yeah, recency I think that's recency bias. But whether you like it or not, the finals just happened. and like, True. We, we saw Jamal Murray cook. Like, John Morant did closer. Can he have a better season to Aaron Fox? No, no absolutely But not. we just saw him. We saw what he can do.
0: John Morant yeah. closer to 20 than 10 is also stupid.
3: Yeah, Probably it's, a little bit of bias as well.
0: It's John Morant. He's one of the most exciting players in the league.
3: Well that's the thing, is like off court. These regardless. outside exactly. Like it's the same with Dame with his like team success and like how bad they've been. I think a lot of outside factors just outside of individual performance affect these rankings. Is Harden still top twenty for you guys? Harden? Yeah. Um I don't have him top twenty. would say
1: he still stays there just based on what he can do as a playmaker as well. He had a good season last year. I'm sorry, I want to go back to Sabonis. I think you guys are underrating him. I think he should be higher higher than 20? Higher. No, I don't think he should no yeah. chance. His win share is like probably towards the top of the league. And you want to compare him to Trey Young? He, he his win share is like 12.6. Trey Young's like 6.7. I oh think. yeah,
3: I I'm not going to argue against Trey Young stuff. That's Yeah, like I'm on board with
1: that. At fact. 20, I honestly take Sabonis over Harden. Uh, De'Aaron Fox I'll make an argument you can say either or John Morant John Morant's just down there because of all the off-court off, off court stuff he should be higher on this list as well it should but be the, way higher Just that, that's beside the point but like I could see at 17 DeMontis Sabonis being there over De'Aaron either or uh, that gives a case I definitely would take Sabonis over Harden
3: would I, you I guess... take him over I have Bam, to... Jalen Brown or Pascal Uh,
1: Pascal just because I've seen how much he can do with the ball as a playmaker probably not uh, Jalen Brown and um, what is it?
0: You're not saying Jalen Brown's uh, better than Siakam. You're not. No, no, no. Okay. I'm talking about Sabonis. No, Sabonis, Sabonis to oh, Jalen
1: Brown okay. and Bam Adebayo. I think is worth a serious conversation.
0: Yeah, that actually
3: be a great debate.
1: Um, I
0: think Bam. I think Bam deserves to be over him. I'm. I've over sold over Sabonis? Sabonis. Yeah.
2: I. I, I,
1: I ba- can see it based on what just happened in the playoffs and stuff. But I, I've also seen Bam's limitations as a player.
2: But we've seen Sabonis yeah, too in Indiana. Like with a with that with a like an all star point guard, he's obviously so much better than he was when he was trying to run the offense. Yeah, and that's long.
1: what I mean. And, like, we saw Sabonis have probably his best season when he finally had a good player. And, again, Bam Adebayo did have a really good finals, but we also saw how much he struggled with this that's team as true. well. There is some reason. And, again, has... I'm not saying I'm taking uh, yeah, Sabonis I'm... definitively over Bam. I'm saying there's a conversation, and I think Sabonis is being a little underrated. He was a, okay. like, a double-double machine and an all-star caliber player in Indiana. And then he goes to... Uh, Sacramento, and his like was the first full season there. They 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 accomplished this. It was the yeah, second, they traded yeah. Uh, for yeah. him last yeah. year. To yeah, his first line. full season, and look what they do. Yeah, Sabonis. Yeah. Fair.
0: Th- I mean, top I'm top a big player.
2: Sabonis fan, so I'm not going to argue with you too much. Uh,
0: yeah, I but... like Sabonis too. I just think that 20, when you look at some of the other players that are like below him, I'm kind of a little like, oh, like I don't know. I, it just seems a little strange to have Zion Williamson at 30.
1: Again, list. it's the injuries and uh, the stuff. Yeah, going let's it. go exactly. in, Spencer. You said you had a couple on
0: here.
2: Yeah, that I'm going to go to number 31, Carl Anthony Towns. Too high, too low.
3: I'm going to say low. it's too high. That's too high.
0: That's too high.
1: Hey too man, he's didn't you hear him on the pod? Oh my god! Wait, wait. When he's retired, sorry. He'll when have when, the when game.
3: I, we say too high, too low, uh, 31 is too high for him. Oh, so, so too he should high be in like as in th- too highly ranked?
2: Yeah, he should be lower. So he should be lower than 31, I think. Dan like, seems to disagree. I like 40s. Kind of no, like, but right next thirty-two, I would take Tyrese Halliburton over Karl Anthony Towns. I would also
0: take
3: Jaron Jackson Jr. over him.
1: I think he's perfectly rated, to be honest.
3: And Evan Mo- Mikael Bridges. Yeah, Mikhail I, I'm, Bridges I'm is with, below him. I'm with Zulfi on this. I, I think he's perfectly rated, actually. I okay. think.
2: Uh, Fair enough. Uh, I think he's, he's also 31. had. That's yeah. not even like. But, oh, but then someone eight. like no, 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 someone no, no. like the Mar DeRozan's forty-one. Uh, Julius Randle's 43. No, Kyrie Irving uh, at 40 is ridiculous. Zach Levine, 47. Would like, you guys take, we'll would would you take
3: those guys over Kat? Would f- you would take I, tomorrow I, over Kat? I would take Julius would,
2: Randle over Kat? I would well, not. Well, based on last season, I would put... We're saying based on last season, that's what we're using for shy, right? Well, that was one case. So like You can choose what you want. But like Zach Levine, I, how is he 47 if Kat's 31? That's all I'm going to say.
3: I'm taking Kat over Zach Levine.
2: I, I think I am too. No, sixteen spots though. I guess he's like sixteen spots. I get fair, but Cat I mean, averaged twenty-eight and four last season on thirty-six percent from three. Zach Levine averaged.
3: This is a center, by the way. Yeah, and he's of also course. coming
2: off like probably the the two most turbulent
1: years of his life with all the stuff he went That's through true. during COVID. That's true, and of course. Last year was his first like real normal
2: season back. Mm-hmm. But and then, I'm not trying to give him an excuse. But, but then like, are we throwing Alonzo Ball on this list because we know what he can do?
3: No. Well, no, because no, because Alonzo's uh, well, probably Lonzo, done like. What can
2: Lonzo do? He's like, defensively, he's great, and then he's a three and D guy. I know, but like he was on this list last year, and now he's not.
3: I think it's because his career is probably done. Well, yeah, because which you, is you very know, sad, yeah. by the way. That's exactly, a, very. Sad I just,
2: hear. I don't know. Zach Levine apparently had a terrible season: twenty-five points, thirty-eight percent from deep, four and a half assists. I don't know. I just think. But then Draymond's at thirty-four, <laughs> so the whole list is like, ah. <laughs> See, that's the thing: the, the list has changing criteria. Draymond like, at thirty-four which, is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> ah, I'm not even going to comment.
2: Uh, one uh, name I think we might be able to all get behind, but I don't know. I think Desmond Bain's a little high at 39. He's higher than Kyrie Irving. I think that's a little bit too <laughs> yeah, high. I'm bad. sorry. I what are we doing bad. here? Um, I think that's worse than the Cat one, personally. Desmond Bain at 39.
0: Julius Randle at 43.
2: <sighs> People love to hate Julius Randle, and I get why. He's, like, totally—like, if you watch him play and then you see his stats, like, it it doesn't make sense. Like, he looks like he should be efficient and, like— a good player, but then he just lets you down so much. Mm. Uh,
1: 43 is low for him. I would like, again, if we're going off base this uh, just this last year, Bradley Beal should obviously be lower. Kyrie Irving should be lower. Desmond Bain should be lower. Uh, Drew Holiday, based off this last season, I'd probably take Julius Randle. Chris um, Middleton at 49.
2: Mikhail Bridges at 37. Chris it's Middleton, a weird list, eh? Chris Middleton had a terrible season. How do we feel
3: about Fred at 51? <laughs>
2: Well, Chris Paul is forty-eight, so uh, Fred at fifty-one. I want to lean
1: towards that it's somewhat like properly rated, but I can see arguments with players around him again, like Chris Paul over Fred, as in terms of where they're on their careers right now. That's I think blasphemous. Yeah, don't,
3: yeah, I don't think that's correct. No, yeah. it's
1: not. Dejounte Murray over Fred. I think if you look at if you look at them like again the eye test, you probably want to go Dejounte. But just based on production, Fred has been better. Mm-hmm. So again, Bradley Beal I think should currently be lower than Fred based some, on like what they've done. Some people think
2: Dejounte should be higher than Trey Young.
1: <laughs> oh my I god. Mean, like sure, based on production last year and what I think they bring to winning teams, but yeah, like for all the stuff we say about yeah, Trey yeah, Young, you he's
0: everything else player. into account. Yeah. The one-two duo of Scotty Barnes and OG Nenabe and at 57-58. fifty-seven, fifty-eight,
2: just makes sense though, doesn't it? Yeah, it right back to back. Cute. Keep them together. I don't even care what number it is. Keep them together. Yeah, little cute. A Can we also talk them? about the absolute fall from grace for Rudy Gobert? Who people I don't I, talk about it as much. Yeah, he didn't honestly. fall enough. He still at fifty-two. Guy should be lower. I had to. I have to assume though. Last year he was probably top twenty, right? Coming off of career coming career, off defensive yeah. player of the year and everything.
0: Everyone thought he was like one of the best defenders in the league, and yeah, then I mean, he, he, is. Got, he is. He still well, is, but like he
2: had a, he just, just has so many limitations. Really you think he's going
1: to be like the most hated Hall of Famer of all time? Yeah, he has to be one
2: hundred percent. I don't, so don't mean, think, I don't anyone think anyone a single person like <laughs> <laughs> no one likes Rudy Gobert. He has way too many limitations for me as a basketball player, and I as a person, obviously. Well, there's enough to say about that as well, but
3: else on okay. This is really funny fact. That's it is a fact. I can't remember if it's a season or a playoffs or a playoff series, but Donovan Mitchell averaged more assists than passes to Rudy Gobert. Yeah, it was the <laughs> it
2: was the um That's
3: so good. I, so good. I, man. I think
2: it was like the whole it was the playoffs right before he got traded. It was like the okay. whole playoffs. Yeah. That man, like, Donovan Ma- Mitchell like just wouldn't pass to Rudy down low at that's all. So you know what's
1: a fun one here? Miles Turner sixty three. Jared Allen sixty four. You thinking Miles turnover over Jared Allen? What about no, Nick, no, Nick Claxton
2: not. at 59 above Porzingis, Turner, and Jared Allen? Yeah, I think, Nick I think that's Nick Claxton got
0: so much love this year, though. He's good, but he
1: broke out. I see him as like a Robert Williams type. Yeah, he's, he needs a but team around him yeah, to be successful. 59 seems pretty high, though. I agree.
0: Can I say the most asinine thing on this list? What? I did Russell Westbrook at 97. Yeah,
2: I was getting there.
1: Uh, he should be higher.
2: Should definitely be. Oh, should, should be. be? He yeah. should be top fifty still. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still taking Westbrook. I'm actually a big Westbrook hater, still and I'm taking him over Tyler Hero right now. Oh yeah, there's so many people on this list really, that's eh? higher. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: not a big Tyler Hero guy, but when he was healthy, he was
2: he was doing damage. My problem with Tyler Hero is that he needs the ball so much. He's but he plays like someone. That you wouldn't think needs. I don't know if that makes any sense. No,
1: I agree. He, you kind of want him to be an an off-ball guy, but he
2: wants the ball.
1: Yeah, but if you're complaining as a guy needs a ball to be productive, you can't say Russell Westbrook (laughs) because that's exactly
2: what he is. Fair enough. Westbrook was just really good in in for the Clippers, and it.
1: Yeah, that is what's helping him is because he was pretty awful all season, and then that run he had with the Clippers, he showed what he can do. And but again, it was because Kawhi and Paul George weren't there, and it's like give this guy the ball and let him cook. So, in high usage situations, he can still be good. So, I could see him in the 50s, but I personally wouldn't go much higher than that.
2: I also want to point out that there is four of the Timberwolves starters in the top 125.
0: McDaniels is up there, isn't he? McDaniels, Mike
2: Conley, Anthony Edwards. No, all five, actually, sorry, are in the... I think there's only a few teams that have that. And they must have been a really good team then, right? The Timberwolves? spectacular. Yeah, well, I was about to say, two of the teams that have... All five of their starters in the top 125 were 8th seed or lower. The Toronto Raptors didn't even make the playoffs. We ha- and Oh, they have
3: their full starting five, eh? Yeah, at yep.
2: 78. And the Timberwolves were the 8th seed.
0: I think the Raptors make sense oh. because we, we know how talented that team is individually, that they're all very good players. Uh, Bogdanovich being lower than people like McDaniels and- Which one? Uh,
2: oh. Bo- uh, Bogdan, Bogdan actually, he's really high on this list. Bogdan's Just, uh, I won in Atlanta. Right? He's higher than a player like Herb Jones, who I would, I would argue, should be way higher. I th- wasn't Bogdan hurt a lot this year? Potentially, but actually, the name that bugs me it's about like Herb Jones is uh, <laughs> where is he? Where is he? Quentin Grimes over Herb Jones will never sit right with me.
0: I was wearing a uh, like a a red wig, a clown wig on Halloween at the Raptors game, and I just see Bogdanovich walk by, point at me, and laugh just as hard as he could. That seems kind of rude. Hey, he just face. like me for real. I wanted to cry a little <laughs> I'm bit. i glad he
2: didn't hear that. Shout out Jalen Williams, though, for making it at 81. I hey, love Jalen Williams. Yo, I need uh, to bring this up. Alper and Shengun at 93? Too low. Too low. That guy's a stud. Better than Mitchell Robinson, man. Yeah, bro. Take that to the great. I'll take Vanderbilt him over Clint
1: Capella. i take him over... We have Vucevic. We can argue about it. I'll take... Al Shengun over Clint Capella, over Tobias Harris, over some of these other guys that are high up. Kevon Looney's 85. I get it. He's a good no. rebounder and fits in the Warriors, but he's, he's right next to Franz Wagner and better than Anthony Simons, according to this list. Like, what are we doing?
0: John Collins at 113 is so low. That's crazy. He's so much better than that.
1: DeAndre Ayton
2: over... Josh Giddy even doesn't so sit right with me. I, so basically I, what we're saying, saying.
3: You said Aiden. I thought you said Jordan. I was no, like, what? There's just a ton of talent in this.
1: It's hard because 125 names is a
2: lot. You get past 100, it's like you could throw so many different people in there. Yeah.
0: Like. yeah. So I have a question. Do you guys think you could do it better? No.
1: Do I think I could? Yes. Do yeah, I want to? Not. <laughs> do I don't want to say yes because then Jake's gonna be yeah,
0: like, "All right, next shot. week, bring in your 125 no, there's names. no way that would be. There's
1: no chance. I mean, I'm ranking I mean we I could
3: do. I want to do top tw- twenty-five. I think. Yeah, we could do that. You know what Zach Lowe does when he like brings a guest on and they have like a top ranking, but they don't go through like each of their lists. They get to go around the table. It's like you pick one, you pick two, and you keep. Yeah, I think that's around. a good off-season. We content. could do that. I think
2: I think top twenty-five would be really good. Top twenty-five. If we're doing it that way, maybe top thirty. Yeah, we're doing we'll like switch around.
0: picks. Yeah, yeah, we basically hinted at. Well, we got Daniel's top five, but who knows? It could change. We
1: Good could job. do it where like Dan picks the top ten, Jake picks the next ten in the top, and makes it the top twenty. You Ooh. can pick uh twenty two uh, through thirty, Spencer. Do
2: you want me to pick uh, the top ten? Hmm. Yeah, I don't trust
3: Daniel in um, the top ten.
2: To be honest, oh, 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 I know ball. Okay. Oh, and here's the name. <laughs> He's here's gonna name. put Seattle. C- not letting the Daniel Gafford stand. Yeah, Mr. Daniel
3: Gafford, cornerstone
2: of a franchise. All right, sorry, Guys, Gordon Hayward and DeAndre Hunter for my boy Jonas Valanciunas? Come on. Oh, is so underrated. He's, he's
3: so underrated, dude. All right, that's enough for me, though. You know who's really <laughs> underrated, though? Daniel Gafford.
2: Oh, my
1: God. Where's he? I don't see
3: him on this list. Trey Murphy. Oh, wow, what
1: a shock. Hey, also, you're going to tell Paulie? me that
0: Jared Vanderbilt is better than him?
1: Yes. No. I am very easily going to tell Vanderbilt you Jared Vanderbilt. is better Vanderbilt. than Daniel Gafford? Hell yeah, yeah. Oh, bro! God. You cannot be serious.
2: That that is outlandish. Yeah, that's where you lose me. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I actually have Vando over. Vando can just guard on ball too, which helps. To lot. round out this list, it's Dylan Brooks. That 125. You could have thrown so many guys in that one twenty-five. Yeah, I I too th- low. I'm
1: going to be honest. I, th- I think it's too low as well. But that's also throwing Dylan Brooks a bit of a bone. He's yeah. not the best. Like it's a guy that's currently he doesn't not have on the on best team. rep. <laughs> His reputation yeah. is not doing great. He so doesn't have, have a contract. Yeah, he is just fully. will get signed.
0: Not in the league. He's going to get. Depends what league signs him.
1: He's going to be in the NBA.
0: <laughs> could be in the CBL. Oh, he's 100%. I would love him in the CBL. Co- that would be cool. Oh, man, Honestly, it would bring end. a lot of attention Playing to, to the CBL. Game. Would-
1: I mean, I've talked to Nick Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins' brother. I'm sure he knows a bit about Dylan Brooks. Well, did I'll probably you? ask him about him next time. That's yeah. cool. He's a cool guy.
0: Yeah, it's probably better than getting laughed at by a player. Like that yeah. moment that moment hurts me.
1: I Haven't been laughed at by a player yet.
0: I also got Kevin Durant staring me down and saying, sorry. And then he moved. He was in my way.
1: I would have cried tears of joy Get if that happened to me.
0: I, I made a slithering noise while he walked away. It was kind of fun.
1: <laughs> terrible. But I actually kind of respect that. That's funny.
0: <laughs> all right. I think we should wrap Question up this one. podcast. Uh,
1: this was, I don't want to end things on guy. like a somber note, but I did mention how I wanted to show love to Monty Williams. Uh, we all heard the news about his wife being diagnosed with breast cancer. That man has been through so much um for lack of a better term, tragedy recently in his life. He obviously lost his first wife, and then we heard the news about his uh, second wife. Uh, I I had no idea he actually remarried, but the the reason why I bring it up is just I want to give that guy as much love and, like, good thoughts as I can. And I think the Pistons did a pretty awesome thing. They yeah. added travel and health care benefits to his already very lucrative contract, which I'm assuming probably played a role in this. So, Monty, get your money. Take care of your family. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, good thing on the organization in the Pistons, but also Monty Williams, a fantastic coach in this league. I wish him nothing but the best. But, man, you you hate to hear it. Cancer sucks, but let's, let's hope things work out in the end for them. He's yeah. an absolute warrior. That. Yeah,
2: and yeah, just to add a little positive note, I did see a report that the breast cancer is in remission because they caught it early, so let's just Beautiful. pray that positive Also, his, uh, wife, positive his, his wife's name is
1: it. Lisa Keith. I think it's important to say her name as well because she is part of this, obviously. Yeah. So Lisa and Monty, wishing you all the best. And like you
2: said, Spencer, good news, so hoping Keep to it positive. That. Absolutely. Keep, keep it coming. Keep all the positive news coming. We love yeah.
0: Monty here. Wishing sure. you all the best. Like I said, the guy's a warrior. He's been through so much in his life that – Please just throw him a bone once. Just like let him let him enjoy his life. Let him let enjoy him... his life. It sucks. Cancer sucks. Uh, you hate to hear that, but good about the remission. So, all the best to Monty Williams and his family. I think that's a good spot to wrap up this episode. Yeah. Uh, we got some big things planned for next oh, week's yeah. episode. It is draft week, so be on the lookout for us giving a little draft preview there. The trade rumors are only going to keep heating up a little bit more from that on out, as well might be something in the works with the podcast Ooh, the dream team podcast a little teaser. Little, little teaser we might be going remote a little bit i'm not gonna give, be going on a trip no i'm not gonna give a bit more than that but uh you have to wait for that one exciting times coming ahead for yeah, this now summer will we'll be
2: on my instagram <laughs> So you're never gonna see. I saw it. you like
3: the tweet to expose your own Instagram. Oh, I thought it's that a, was a, I thought it was a funny tweet, and we're also not getting 25 <laughs> likes because
0: we only have three we listeners. Have three listeners. Yeah, <laughs> there you
3: go. Like
1: a grade A Hall of Fame hater. You? <laughs>
3: it's what gets me up every day. So
0: <laughs> before we fully close this out, there was one thing that was just sent to me. Carl Anthony Towns went on another podcast today. And he just said that the Timberwolves run has been more special than the Nuggets championship win. Okay, Aww. we're just All left right, end that's of the, podcast. the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's no, been no. a pleasure. He talking. had some people. We're not. We're not even talking about. I that just had second. to get that put out because we okay. talked
1: about it. All right, cue the music. Let's yeah. Get right here. So thank you guys
0: <laughs> so much for listening. If you want to follow us anywhere, you can find the podcast. At the dream, dream underscore team pod, almost messed that one up again. Or you can find me at Jake underscore Schultz, that's sehulz six on the Twitters.
1: Yeah, you can find me at Zofie underscore Shake on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you download the podcast, it's been going well. Let's keep it strong. Leave a review. Let us know what you guys think, good or bad. We just want your feedback.
0: Don't give us one stars. We saw that. Find that person. Yeah, if you give us a one star,
1: first of all, super lame, but also tell me why. Yeah, yeah, we We know
0: you're listening. It's the Daniel Gafford. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) that definitely got us
2: another one star. (laughs) Yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at closs talks sport. That's c l o -S s s talks sport. I love to talk basketball and MMA if you like that. So find me over there.
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Raptors Vision. Okay, but what's your Instagram? That's, not That's none of your business. That will not be shared. But yeah, follow me on Twitter at Raptors Vision. Um, yeah, love basketball. Love if soccer. you want
1: Daniel's Instagram, his handle is <laughs> at. <not today>. Thank <laughs> you guys
3: so much for joining us. Oh, episode also, this seven is my other podcast, the Kick a Boot Podcast. Kind of throw you. that in there.
0: Episode seven of the Dream Team Podcast for Jake Spencer, Zulfi, and Daniel. Thank you, everyone. We'll Ooh. see you next week. Peace. Big Great things episode. coming ahead. Wonderful. See you guys later. Episode. Hey! <laughs>